up, everyone? Welcome to Rising from the motherfucking ashes. I'm Daniel Naki Dan. And I am the homie Romy. How are you? What's good in the hood, homie? <laughs> Absolutely everything. Just, uh, just, yeah, man, like out here existing and, and watching it all happen from a, from a BOV bird's eye view, BEV, BEV, from a frothy BEV, frosty bird's eye view. <laughs> from that bird's eye view, huh? All right. Excellent day. And, uh, what's, what's happening with you? It seems, uh, seems, uh, Seems like it's been a little bit since we've uh, we've done this here. Oh yeah, it's been a while, huh? Mm. Well, I got fucking COVID for a second time. Wait, and, what? Uh, what? Yeah, man. I was out for a couple weeks. I couldn't. Uh, it was hard enough just to even think, really. So I didn't touch a phone or anything, man. I was just trying to uh, survive, I guess. And uh, it was it's not as bad as what it sent when I'm making it sound like. I become a little bitch when I get a cold, but uh, but yeah, we'll talk about it on like a on a fireball episode or something. Okay, we'll get, all right, we'll get a little deeper into it. But but yeah, so that's the reason why we haven't put out any new episodes lately is because I've been under the weather. Under the weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah. What have you been doing to uh, pass that time, huh? <laughs> you little hobo. Yep, still living in my car by choice, <laughs> uh, continuously because it's so much fun. I've been uh, bebopping around, working on some different farms, and just doing my doing my farm thing. Um, being a uh, being a grueling laborer uh, in this world of seemingly less laborers, like it's oh, hard yeah. to find work. People don't want to work right now. And so, Home Depot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely. There's some homies chilling at Home Depot. That's where you go when you know <laughs> you've got the workflow. But um, mm. you know, I guess it's been chill. It's been great. Uh, something that did happen is uh, I came out of a yoga class the other day, and it was a uh, it was an enlightening class. I felt really good. I was cruising. My all my chemicals, my body were just jiving. I was alive, man. Get out to my car, get in the car, shut the door, turn it on. Look behind me. Where's my dog? Where the fuck? Where's your dog, is, dude? Where's Zucci? Zucci boy. Dude, Zucci. where's your dog? Where? Oh, where's shit. Where's Zucci, dude? Where the f- is? I have no idea. Where's Zucci, dude? He's gone. <laughs> He's literally gone. And I'm like, what? And so I start freaking out and, um, I, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I found him a couple hours later, this lady was walking him and, uh, yeah, he went into the dispensary and just plopped down was like, this smells familiar. And, uh, and yeah, but at that same time, I, um, I realized that my guitar was missing out of my oh. car. So this is what I think happened. I think is that someone, your guitar right there. This is a new one. Oh, you got a new one. Yeah, today actually, because my oh. mother's wedding is this weekend, and uh, I'm performing a little song. So, oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. You I fucking wrote- little John Mayer, little hobo. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but but anyways, I think someone came in and jacked the guitar, and then my dog oh. fucking ended up chasing them. Oh. So that's the whole story. I'm pretty sure. 
Because they must have got scared because they didn't take anything else. I mean, like, I tend to leave a lot of shit in my car because I'm in yeah. and out of it all the time. So, uh, yeah, they didn't take Bluetooth speakers or, like, any like anything. Just a guitar, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's not even a special guitar. It's a, it's a pretty one-off guitar that has a bunch of stickers on it randomly for my travels. So, it's more sentimental than it is valuable huh. mon- monetarily. But, but, yeah, you know, it's all right. Fuck it, dude. Shh. That that's gone. I got my dog back, and I got a new guitar. So we're in it. Yeah. Well, take the good and take the bad, and there you take, got uh, a new guitar and your dog. And yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> take the good, leave the bad, and revel in the rad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, okay. another announcement: we, homie Romy and I, were on a Wandering Witch podcast, and the. That episode is out now. Oh, and you can snaps. go check it out on Spotify. And it is under a wandering witch. Yes. She's cool. And uh, yeah, that was a really fun episode. She's from Hawaii. She has a lot of, uh, she's a pretty mystical person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, she gave us a little card reading before we even did the podcast, which is cool. I like that. I like that card reading action. It's fun. <laughs> It is. It's interesting, man. You know, fucking with fate and shit like that and destiny, you know, uh, reading the cards, you know, it's very old age pagan ritual and shit and everything. And I'm down with all that pagan shit, you know? Um, so, so that, and then, um, as far as this podcast goes, this is episode 13. We were supposed to release it on Friday, the 13th this month, but, my ass was sick and I didn't get around to editing it. And so we didn't get a chance to put it out. So we're putting it out now and we're going to come at you with some other shit back to 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 catch up a little bit, you know, cause we're a little bit behind, but we're sitting on a lot of gold right now. So we're just going to spread it out and share it. Just like, just like, uh, the love inside of my heart. Oh yeah, baby. Just like your penis. Oh, dude, I was not trying to say that. Always spreading it around and sharing it with everybody. <sighs> yeah. That's and now we're looking at uh, a mangled mess of uh gibberish and yeah, strong. All kinds of little homies running around out there. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> We're just kidding. Sorry, y'all. None of the none of the above is true. I'm a saint. Yeah. He's I don't I wouldn't want you to be a saint, dog. You wouldn't want me to be a saint. <laughs> I wouldn't want you to be a saint. Uh those those people scare me. Uh, <laughs> oh, so much for mute, huh, motherfucker? I s- <laughs> um so we do have a little bit of audio problems on this podcast. Uh, not necessarily like super big problems. Uh, uh, VLAN just sounds kind of far away because they're having some mic issues. And uh, and Mick was uh, trying to uh, mute out his vaping, but it didn't really work too well. So there's uh, some big old vape hits on there and... Uh, some uh, far away sounding talking, but other than that, there's good shit in there. We talk about 13 bloodlines, RH negative blood. 
we talked about Nephilim, the 12 bloodlines and the Jesus bloodline. And we talk about mostly a lot of bloodlines and Jacques de Molay, Knights Templar, uh, Freemasonry, uh, fucking what else? Uh, the Trump. Trump. Did we talk about Trump? Mm, no, we didn't, but we almost did. No, like. Like maybe like two seconds, he said something. <laughs> uh, we talked about the symbology of the lion. Oh, that was yeah, that's a great segment. Yeah, and uh, that's a pretty good overall show. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy. But uh, homie, what you got for us today? In our R R R F F F F. Hey, this got a little piratey right there. <laughs> I was stuck in it. I was like, get out, get out. While we're talking, <laughs> talking about that Jolly All Roger right. flag got me in the vibes, maybe. Oh, yeah, the Jolly Roger. <laughs> RFTA News. Here we go. Here we go. What you got? So RFTA News today is going to be a little bit of a different segment on my end. I'm not coming with metaphysical and or plant medicine, but something that has been dwelling within my brain as we start to dig deeper into this world here. It's, you know, as you go into this, this, uh, this information and true seeking age that we are in in society and and culture that we're, that we're a part of now, um, you kind of have to dabble in the occultism symbology, right? You have to dabble into understanding occultism and occultism is just secretive ancient knowledge. That's what it is. It's ancient knowledge. Um, and every culture has occultism, every society has it. And then there's holders of that information, but the tricks are to finding who the holders are and how deep you can go with it. It's seemingly as far back as we know, there's always been occultism. Even at the earliest stages, there's always someone of a seeker of, of secret, a holder of secret information. So occultism, even back in, you know, the 1700s, they, they had occultism. So it's further back and it's just further, further, further. So sacred and ancient knowledge. And today's modern society is a uh, lasagna of complete fuckery and misinformation um lasagna. and lasagna and uh and it's just crazy man but but basically i'm gonna keep it short and sweet because we do have a long podcast to get ahead of us and i'm just going and we're going to break this down more i just want to get people's juices flowing about one specific freemason that uh has basically chunked a large part of modern society um and his name is walt disney Walt Disney, mm. Walt fucking... Is he a, a Freemason or is he supposedly a Freemason? No, no, he's he's definitely a Freemason. Um, he is... There's a lot of stuff online that says, Walt Disney's not a Freemason and that he has... You know, he's just part of the, you know, part of the club and the agenda. But the symbolism that they put out through early D- Disney shows, like even his first... Like uh, his first thing besides Mickey Mouse was the dancing skulls, the dancing skeletons, uh-huh. which is uh-huh. a clear, clear symbolism of a uh, of uh, of a secret society, and the fact that Disneyland's built on the thirty third degree uh, parallel line, um, and there's pictures of him wearing Sonic emblem in one. They tried to keep it. They didn't. They it's not 
very well recorded because that's not something that should be recorded. First yeah. of all, 33 degree is the highest that you can go. So that's not something that is even. Yeah. So he probably wasn't a 33rd degree. Well, I mean, yeah. Or he was working his way to get there and maybe that's what the death is. The death you know, maybe it's a fake death of his eternal life. It's like, oh, you know, they always said like Walt Disney's Frozen, right? Oh, um, yeah. You know, it could be like that's what 33. There was a Disney movie movies. called Frozen, too. Hey, hey, I'm saying the symbolism in these <laughs> movies. And so the one that really got my gears turning is the one that I grew up with the most, which was Aladdin. And Aladdin is an ancient story. Aladdin goes back and has many, many revamps of this story. Well, what they don't, what you don't realize as a kid in America, because we're just not tuned this way, is that they were plugging in an absolute mess of Eastern occultism. Aladdin mm-hmm. is all about true Eastern occultism. It's about magic. It's about yeah. conjuring. It's about changing transformation. It's about going into the desert and connecting these two golden scarab pieces to make the cave of wonders open up where all of this information lies. And if you touch anything else besides the lamp with the magic gin in it, that's J-I-N-N or, or westernized known as genie. And, and it's just like, wow, like, you know, they, they do these things and it may be intentional, but who, who would ever tell the kid like, hey, this is what this is about. This is incredibly deep. This isn't just a story about uh, a lost kid who becomes rich and meets the love of his life and has a happy, happy ever ending. You know, well, let me ask you a couple. Let me ask you a couple questions. Do you think uh, Freemasonry is good or bad? Well, I think Freemasonry as a whole is mainly about culture and keeping a culture alive. And within that, I think there's obviously a lot of good people. I've met a lot of Freemasons that were great. Like they were, they were, they were good people. I think the um, the architecture style that they hold, because architecture is sacred as well. Building is sacred, right? So. Basically, what they've done is they've kind of taken this kind of like uh, almost monotheism, right? And you have like this Mm -hmm. one way of doing something. That's the Masonic way of doing it. It's a high order rule of doing something. And it doesn't allow for a lot of diversity. Well, monotheism kind of suggests uh, Jesus and one God type thing. Not so much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's one what I mean. Or one love, or yeah, yeah. But then that was just kind of using that as like a, it's a mono type of mono culture. You know, it's it's the it's the Mason way, and and how things change in the Mason way. You know, it's there's so many old boys in there and old you know men that have been in it for so long that if you're going to change something in the in the Masonry uh, society, it's it's going to uh, it's going to have to you know come with some. So my other question guns. is. Do you think that teaching kids about, uh, you know, this esoteric knowledge is good or bad? I think it's great. I think it's great. It depends on the intention behind it, though, because obviously we're finding it out, you know, day by day now, later in life. And it's like, great. Now I'm having to fucking dig through all this shit. But that's the thing. It's like, wow, what Aladdin, thank you for that. Thank you for that symbolism for uh, an interpreted meaning that you had. You could have put a forewarning on the thing of, hey, this is what it's like over here, you know, so on and so forth. 
just some precursors. The symbolisms that are there seemingly are rather nefarious, especially when they are tied to the sexual entities that have come out of the Disney world. Disney. There is some sexual references that are in there that are probably too much for children. But there is also like a lot of Disney movies share like a death of a parent and then a growing from that child of having to uh, become independent and try to take over and and figure out how to, you know, be good at life and trials and tribulations and stuff, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing either. But being as a as a person whose dad died when they were young, as well as you in my, you know, uh, my pubescent period of life, uh, I mean, it kind of. I don't necessarily know if Disney movies helped me, but I definitely think it probably spoke to me in a different way than it did some other people. And it was very like emotional for me to watch some of that stuff because uh, I would have to, you know, relive the fact that my dad passed away and everything. But uh, in in a way, it, it you know, I've come out as a pretty independent person and pretty uh, leadership type person. So... I mean, it's hard to say whether or not, you know, it's uh, good or bad or Walt Disney's good or bad for me, uh, because also I can't decide whether or not Freemasons are good or bad. In some aspects, they seem good, and in some, they seem negative. So it's it's a difficult one. No, I, no, I completely understand that. And it's very important to bring that up, but I will say that uh, when they end the scene in Aladdin, when the genie, when um, Aladdin and Jasmine are on the balcony and the genie seemingly says, good girls take off their clothes. I was at a party Uh. and I told everyone to silence because we had the VHS. We plug the VHS in, we go right to the scene and we, we turn it all the way up. And sure enough, in the background, good girls take off their clothes. And it says it just clear as day and everyone in the party heard it. You know, it was a whole thing. So yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. Um, that was an eye opening experience into that, that realm. Um, and then, like I said, I don't want to go too deep into it because we're going to go and cover this shit deeper with an expert. But I think that Disneyland itself is built on the waters and has underground tunnels and it's connected to child trafficking. Hmm. We'll see. That goes and makes it all fucked up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's like, what, the happiest place in the world? It's, to, it's on a ley line, which is supposed to give people electromagnetic happy feelings. And then they f- go there, they feel so good. They take the kids, they bribe the parents with money. And then they basically take their kids and indoctrinate them and then have them do their bidding. How many kids go missing in Disneyland? More than More than there should be. Really? Hell yeah. There's definitely cases. There's definitely cases. Is there? Well known well known cases? No, because it's it's the in order to even have that place running, we're talking about billions of dollars, right? So that type of information is silenced really quickly. Okay. It's the type of shit population never gets to hear about. I, I wanna talk about uh because it builds on this a little bit. There is a song called The Blue Danube Waltz. And I talk about the Danube River. I talk about the Black Sea all the time. And I want to play this song because it connects. When you hear it, you'll be like, oh, I know that song. So here we go. Are you ready? 
That sounds like Disney. Here comes the main part. Classic. The Blue Danny Waltz OP314. I just thought it was interesting that it's called the Blue Danube. I was like, that's weird that it's called that. And you hear it in all these cartoons and stuff. You hear it in like Looney Tunes. You hear it in Disney stuff. You hear it all over the place. And, uh, it connects to the fucking Black Sea just like every other motherfucking thing connects. To oh, the my giggly goodness. And Why? The, Why, though? Because the Black Sea is where all these fucking merchant ships were. The, this is like it's like a Atlantis hub mm-hmm. of shipping and trading. The mariners, the sea folk, the sea peoples, the the fucking uh, what's it called? The maritime laws, the maritime the banks of the river, the fucking the currency, the currency, all yeah. that shit. It all fucking connects. No word, word. I, I know, I know. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and I love that. I just Thank connected it right that. now. Fucking back to Disney. Bingo, bango. Pickled mango. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. What, what else you got for us today, brother? Oh, shit, man. Pickled mango. I, uh, I'm going to be laughing about that for days. Bingo, bango, pickled mango. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fantastic, man. You're uh, fantastic. So, uh, in our conversation uh, with the Patriot Party, you know, we talk about Freemasonry and Jesus and the bloodline and everything. And uh, I read this book when I was 33 years old. I picked it up purposely because because I was 33 and it's called the Hiram key. And it's about Hiram Abiff or Hiram Abiff, however you want to say that. And, uh, these two guys, Christopher Knight and Robert Lomas, they, they wrote this book and they were, um, I'll, I'll read the forward on the back. It says the Hiram key is a book that will shake the Christian world to its very roots. When Christopher Knight and Robert Lomas, both Masons set out to find the origins of Freemasonry, they had no idea that they would find themselves unraveling the true story of Jesus Christ in their original Jerusalem church. As a radically new picture of Jesus started to emerge, the authors came to the controversial conclusion that the key rituals of modern Freemasonry were practiced by the sect as a means of initiation into their community. So it talks about the origins of Freemasonry 
It talks about the origins of the Templars. It talks about how uh, basically uh, Christianity came from the mystery schools of Egypt and that they just kind of changed around some of the names and presented it as a new uh, item. Classic. And if you talk about ancient Kemet, which is Africa and Egypt, and that's where chemistry comes from. And a- ancient Egypt was like the original Holy Land where people would go to learn how to be more spiritual. It was like a, a land of spirituality and stuff like that. So um, a lot of things came out of Egypt back in those days and for a long time. So I have like a, a couple little pages from the book that I want to read. This is about the family of Jesus. And so this is from the book. It's a uh, page uh, 59 and it goes, uh, the family of Jesus, a significant element, which the church is reluctant to discuss is the evidence that Jesus had brothers and probably sisters as well. References to the brothers of Jesus are found in a wide range of first and second century documents, including the new Testament itself. Having siblings is quite normal, but when you are supposed to be the son of God, a question arises who fathered the others. Fortunately, there is evidence indicating that Jesus was the eldest so that his virgin birth is not instantly ruled out. This issue of siblings has long been recognized, and three principal theories have been put forward to explain this situation. Early debates on Christianity carried the name of their leading theologian, the Helvidius. Helvidius. View accepts that there were indeed brothers of Christ, the Epiphanius. Argument puts forward the notion that they were Joseph's sons by a previous marriage, and that the desperate explanation put forward by Jerome was the term brother really meant cousin, despite the fact that the Bible clearly refers to Christ's brothers on many occasions. The Roman Catholic Douay Bible clearly indicates its preferred option in explanatory notes. Helvidius and other heretics most impiously inferred that the Blessed Virgin Mary had other children besides Christ. This contradicts Matthew 13, 55-56, which states, Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary, and his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Jude? And his sisters, are they not all with us? The response of the editors of the Dewey Bible is creative, if somewhat less than convincing to the critical reader when it claims, these were the children of Mary, the sister to our blessed lady, and therefore, according to the usual style of scripture, they were called brethren, that is, near relations to our Savior. If there were a shred of truth in this strange explanation, one would have to observe that it was not very imaginative of Jesus's maternal grandparents to have two daughters and call them both Mary. However, it is not just about universally accepted that Jesus had brothers and sisters. His younger brother, Yaakov, in English, Jacob, and in the Greek versions of the Bible, James, outlived Jesus by approximately 30 years, and as we will show later, was responsible for preserving his true teachings 
so that they would eventually triumph in the face of unbelievable odds. The birth of a new religion. We now knew that there was a big difference between the original Jerusalem church and the later organization which stole their clothes after they had been wiped out in the war with the Romans. Looking into the writings of the people that the Roman church calls the early Christian fathers and later church leaders, we were staggered at the confusion, misunderstanding, and muddled thought that has existed through the ages. We also came across some surprising honesty. Pope Leo X, the Pope who dubbed King Henry VIII the defender of the faith, is on record as saying, It has served us well, this myth of Christ. From the fall of Jerusalem in AD 70, the faith called Christianity has started to part company with it, its Jewish origins, and soon all sight of the hero called Yahshua was lost in the foreign myths and legends. Old pagan stories were piled into a story of the man who tried to be the savior king of his people. In Rome, the legend of Romulus and Remus was retold with two new lesser gods, the great saints, Peter and Paul. The sun god Sol had his birthday on December 25th, and this date was thought to be suitable for Jesus' birthday too, so that the great gods would be celebrated on the same feast day. The Sabbath was moved from Saturday to the sun god's day, Sunday, and the symbol of the sun found its way behind the heads of the divine and the saintly in the form of a halo. The citizens of the Roman Empire found the new religion both familiar and reassuring. They might not be doing so well in life, but they would get a better deal in the next. Like most people throughout history, they had little use for logic, preferring to take enjoyment from the emotion of it all, asking their now one God for help in times of need and praising him when things went well. Christianity became a cult of ritual rather than ideas, and theology took a backseat to political control. The Roman Empire had been a hugely successful political force, but despite its ruthless approach to holding power, its might could not last forever. It began to crumble as a cultural force, but it found that the control of the minds of the people was far more effective than just controlling their bodies. Christianity gave Rome the mechanism to establish unparalleled pol political might based on unsophisticated masses who would be offered a better life after death if they did the church's bidding. Thomas Hobbes, the 7th century philosopher and political thinker, expressed the situation clearly when he said, The papacy is not other than the ghost of the deceased Roman Empire sitting crowned upon the grave thereof. Probably the most significant event in the creation of what we now call the church took place in Turkey on May 20th, A.D. 325. This was the Council of Nicaea. The result of the Emperor Constantine's decision to take control of his fragmenting empire once and for all. At the time, Constantine was extremely unpopular, and discontent was rife. The idea he came up with to solve his problems was a stroke of true genius. He was realistic enough to accept that Rome was no longer the power 
that it had been. And whilst he could not hold his position secure through force or financial reward, he could hold sway over his people if he could insert himself into the spiritual beliefs which seemed to be dividing his subjects' loyalties. So there we go on that part. Yep, yep. Sounds about right. Sounds about the the what we're still dealing with. <laughs> on a multifaceted level. Right? Yeah. Uh so that's a little bit of background, uh an insight into that whole kind of ordeal. Uh this book is actually fan fucking tastic and I uh definitely go out and buy it, uh read it. Um I'm going to try to see if I can find these guys. They're about 70 years old. Uh, so I don't know <laughs> if they do podcasts or anything, but you never uh, know. It's really they, hard they might to find book really authors. Down. It's really hard to find book authors. It's true. It's true. Um, so if I can find them, I would love to have them on the podcast and then they can talk more about the connections between Freemasonry and uh, Knights Templar and the whole ordeal. But that's all I got, man. Well, let's get into it, bro. Let's give them the Patriot Party, uh, the, the Boston Bomb Tea Party uh, podcast here. <laughs> Boston Bombing Deep. What? Here we go. Patriot Party 13, the Bloodlines, Esoteric Knowledge, Esoteric, Freemasonry, Knights Templar, Jacques <laughs> de Molay. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it, dog. Let's get it. You ready? Here we go. Boom shakalaka. Wake up. Wake up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to today's show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Instagram at risingft underscore ashes underscore pod. <laughs> Shoot us an email if you have any questions, concerns, or you want any special guest on at risingftashes at yahoo.com. Hey, and don't forget to donate. Hey, you know we love that cheddar. Check out our link tree on our Instagram page and find out where you can leave an offering. Please enjoy today's episode. We have made it very special for y'all. Rising from the ashes. <laughs> I like it. 
We're here with Mick and Vlynn from the Patriot Podcast. Uh, you guys want to give us a little information about your podcast, what you talk about, where they can find you? Yeah, you go ahead and do that because I don't do that <laughs> yeah, so I'm well. Yeah, I'm much better at that than Mick is. So um, let's see. The Patriot Party Podcast kind of started, started organically. So Mick and I are married and we have been for a very long time. I've been training him for most of my life. <laughs> Um, he did did, uh, 21 years in the service um, as a special forces operator and uh, military intelligence and all all kinds of fun stuff basically if if it could be done in the army Mick pretty much did it congratulations Um, he's done pretty much everything you can imagine and I on the other hand so he's, he's he's a criminal investigator he's very much factually based Um, but you know, conspiracy theories are all fact these days. But the fun thing about Mick is that halfway through his service, he suffered a pretty severe brain injury and had to have a craniotomy and they detached the two halves of his brain. They removed the part of his brain so he can actually use the two halves of his brain independently of each other. So one half of his brain is fact-based and the other half of his brain is conspiracy and it can get very interesting at times. So the doctors told me 16 years ago that he'd be dead in five years and I still kick him every single day and he still yells at me. So I know he's still alive. Um, so, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, Nick red pulled me some many years ago. I no, I didn't. I never did. The government did. That yeah. The government me. did red pill me. Absolutely. Free handouts. I've known stuff was fucked up for a very long time, just based off of my own family lore, um, stories that I grew up hearing, things that I discerned over time, even stuff that I learned just in the last week or so when we were in Jamaica about my family, because I got my mom drunk and I dug into her brain and it's kind of uh, very interesting. So I put a lot of pieces together, which gets into the, the 13 bloodline. So essentially, um, makes a badass soldier and I'm a fucking alien bastard bloodline. That's a TV show right there. Fighting against what I, a 2021 sitcom. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, so, so when I was talking about the, the person uh, that founded the Brill or helped found the Brill Society that was the personal medium to Adolf Hitler that ran, that was my great grandmother. Oh shit. She is known in conspiracy circles as Maria Orsic. That was not her real name. Um but I am her spitting image. There's wow. not a doubt. And I showed my mother her picture this week and I thought my mother was gonna faint. Holy so. shit. Because she's met her grandmother. Um, she knew what she looked like. She knew the stories. And that's how I got her to open up about what our family really was. So that's some crazy shit right there. But I actually started digging into that when I found out that I was RH negative and what that all entails. Mm. That's what they're looking for. That's the alien bloodline. That's the key. <laughs> so, hey, hey, Mick, what's your mutant superpower? And what's your mutant super uh, hero name? Uh, hardhead, and um, so far I like to bash things with my head. <laughs> There's been a lot of noses that have busted off this dome. 
Nice. Good. Uh, Splat. Great. <laughs> Nothing like pushing another man's nose clear across all parts of his face. <laughs> or watching his fist break when he tries to punch you right in the top of your dome and you put your head down and he's like, what the fuck did he just do? And his hand just, oh, shit. Yeah, oh, I love that. I just see you like walking at him and he's like ready, just up like this and just throws one and you just clap right there, just clap it down. You watch yes, that hand just brah. go. Shablap. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. Oh, man. You should do UFC. I, I've thought about that. Actually, my one dream to really do and what I really want to do is I want to go to Alaska. I want to oh. fish crab. I want to do crab, both snow and king crab. I want to do Ooh. an apelio season and a king crab season. He's fucking crazy. It's cold as shit up there. Because they say it's the hardest shit you can ever do. And Got it's to do it. And then you get to take home yeah. a bunch of crab meat. Oh man, even if it's canned, you can do so much shit with all that crab meat, bro. I'm talking crab cakes for days, salads, rolls. No, I actually want to go work on one of those boats. One of the boats you see on Deadliest Catch. I've watched yeah. that show for years now, and I think that is like the greatest show in the world. Well, we have shit. to wait for the end of the world to happen and, and you know, try and save it before you can go crabbing. Yeah, good point. I used to work yeah. with a chef who um, <laughs> his him and his brother wrote a uh, cookbook, uh, and his brother was on the Deadliest Cash TV show. And oh, shit. he would come out to the – we were working at this little Italian restaurant, and he would come out. And, like, I was just always like, yeah, that guy's a fucking badass, dude. Just getting crab out on the 50-foot waves, ice-cold Alaskan waves. Man, I- have you seen them jump on the boat? Have you ever seen them where they're going up in a swell and then just as they peak, the guy jumps off the deck and the boat goes down and they're like 30 feet. They go from like five feet oh, to 30 shit, feet that yeah. fast. Like and then they come back down to the uh, boat. I was like, holy, I've got to go do that. I've got to try it. I you got to try it. <laughs> I think that'd yes. be fun. It's all shit. Dude, hey, you know what? We only live infinite amount of time. So it's like, you know. Damn straight. <laughs> only whatever's <laughs> clever <laughs> that is most definitely true yes because while we have free will we have the free will to choose what time what circumstances that we want to live each life in it's like donnie darko but of course that also depends on what bloodline you are if that is the case because Ooh. then we start labeling down the bloodlines and then it only applies to a certain few it's almost like a democratic thing like joe biden <laughs> decided what bloodlines were important he can't decide what what his best flavor of ice cream is but he could pick out bloodlines i don't know a little crazy <laughs> <laughs> no well, let's uh, let's jump into those bloodlines. Let's let's talk about the thirteen bloodlines. Tell us about the thirteen bloodlines. Where they come from? Well, which one do you want to know about the most? I mean, that's the big one because I mean, that's like there's they're out there. Um, you can figure out which is which. You want to know the are they connected to the twelve, uh, the thirteen original tribes of Israel at all? Is it dating back uh, to that to that time? Like, what's uh, what's the timeline looking like? At you know the grouping of these thirteen families or bloodlines or uh, you know what's so, what's kind of well, the furthest back that it goes. What story? What story okay, do you want to hear? What, because what I think there's there's like twelve different stories out there. There's because you have and I just did a quick search, a Google search, just to figure it out. There's the thirteen satanic bloodlines. Uh, there's the thirteen bloodlines from the Illuminati. There's the thirteen bloodlines from the misery. There's the, all this there's thirteen. 
well, there's the 13 most powerful uh, families in the world. Uh, I'm saying some of them are, but some of them aren't. There, there are some that are, there's some that aren't, but all right, whatever. I'll let her go. Go ahead. (laughs) Run your piece. Um, So what I, what I personally think is that the 13 bloodlines were founded from, well, 12 Nephilim and Jesus Christ. So the, the 12 of the fallen angels that were cast out of heaven down to the earth, fathered children with women. They, they thought women were the most beautiful creatures on the planet and not all of the fallen angels, but only 12 of them or 12 that survived. And uh, that's one of the reasons why God sent the flood was to rid the earth of the Nephilim and the Seraphim because they were corrupting his children. Well, his creation. His creation. Yeah. Um, And when that didn't work because the Nephilim and the Seraphim survived the flood, he sent Jesus Christ, who also fathered a bloodline. And that bloodline purpose was to fight the 12. And that's where the bloodlines come from. And as the bloodlines filter out, that's where it gets really hairy because the where the bloodlines filter out is the part that everybody has the biggest question. Well, what bloodline am I a part of? Where do I fit in all of this? And then there's been, I guess we can call it now historical markers because they can now scientifically prove that if you are a certain blood, you have a blood type with a a factor involved in that blood type, i.e. the RH negative factor, which is extremely rare. It is like a- Four to 6% of the population. Yeah. 26% 26% of the population four to or six. four to 6% of the population of 300 and they're just, that's the estimate in the United States. So of 350 million people, four to 6% of us have that RH factor in our bloodstream and the RH negative factor in our bloodstream, which is so rare that it causes, um, you have some real health issues. It's a really weird bloodline. It's got real, you have real issues with, the way where your the way your body operates and if you've ever been to the doctor and the doctor said oh by the way you're RH negative you probably sat there and said well that doesn't mean anything to me in reality what it means is there's very few people that can actually give you blood that is actually going to work where if you're fucked up so bad that you bled so much that we've got to now feed you pints of blood yeah it's gonna be hard to find because not a lot of RH negative people give blood which is even crazier. And now they just made it even more complex with this COVID bullshit because now you're not going to be able to get vaccinated blood either, which is, yeah, oh, we'll yeah. get into that, that later. That shit will fuck you up really bad. Um, and what the RH factor is, and I think most people don't realize this, the RH factor is actually how they proved evolution. So they found a, a protein on the blood of rhesus monkeys. And that's why it's called the rhesus factor. But four to six percent of the population of the world does not have that protein it has no relationship to any kind of animal protein whatsoever um, so that's why they call fish it pure bloods. fish guess what no luck there no fish there's no way we came from fish so there's no way we crawled out of the sea that's where that do didn't people happen. with rh negative blood come from if they didn't evolve from earlier mammals 
That's I always had a, a kind of a. I was, I was I was like to try to toggle with the thought of um, you know the the hybrid theory you know that we were hybridized um, and like genetically crossed with an ulterior consciousness that was you know a like a seemingly like electric or just just a, just a different type of you know outer realm consciousness mixed with a bunch of different genetics of animals like mammals or um just like different different uh kind of hybridized just a bunch of different genes from a bunch of different uh uh you know living animals on earth with an outside consciousness and that's what i always kind of that's what my intuition sometimes leads me just like i'm like oh that makes me feel I like that. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that one for a little bit here. Yeah, that's why you see people that look like hedgehogs or squirrels. Yeah, yeah, or exactly, birds. exactly. Yeah, I was, I was actually on yeah. mushrooms one time, and that kind of like really set it in for me. Is because I wasn't on a lot. I was actually out in the woods, you know, on a on a on a quest, if you will, uh, with some with some humans uh, looking for morel mushrooms. And usually, when you have um, some sort of mycelium in your system, you just kind of are drawn towards wild mycelium that's out there um and you find you find uh mushrooms good it's a really good way to uh go foraging um anyways so uh at this one angle of my friend's face who i've known for years i saw this this like kind of like rodent uh shrew um like animal and i was i like looked at him for a second and then he did he talk to you he you know he then he turned right back and it was my friend it was just that split second and i was just like oh yeah of course of course you're connected to in that animal you know that you have more in you like in you. <laughs> <laughs> just started flooding back to me and i was like holy shit you know and and i mean you like, have a connection to shrews what was that like when he he said you're not even like a marsupial you're a shrew i couldn't even <laughs> tell him i couldn't tell him i don't even know if i've told him to this day because i was like i was like ah Dude, you know that like, would become his nickname i would call i would nickname him shrew what up not- shrew <laughs> <laughs> what up, Shrew? Hey, you my dude, Shrew. Uh, but no, I've never said anything because it's like, as much as I think it's badass to resemble, you know, any animal because they all are, you know, cool in their own way. You can't call somebody a Shrew and then then be like stoked <laughs> on it. <laughs> hey, hey what, what do you think about uh, maybe somebody's spirit animal or maybe an animal they were in a past life is coming through and that's what kind of gives them that that shape or that look? Um, you know, I, well, that's, yeah, I think a lot of cultures resonate with things like that, you know, having spirit animals and such. Um, I've definitely gotten like cussed out before, not necessarily cussed out, but, you know, um, um, talked to in a way, in a manner, uh, about, uh, from an indigenous native American person about talking, like saying spirit animal, the word in general, that it was, it was disrespectful because it's been contorted. Like, you know, it's, okay. it's, it's more than just like connecting with an animal, you know, I mean, in a, in a highly spiritual sense, um, I understood what they were talking about in the moment, right? I was like, okay, I get it. Uh, it could have been an argument there. I didn't want to go there. Um, because, you know, as with all these separate bloodlines and wherever we come from and all these things, you know, we're still equal down to the thing, you know I mean? We all still, you know, resonate on that, that equality level. Like if you, you know, so, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's there's fuck, man. Like past life uh, of an animal. I'm like, I I think personally, I think the that that altered consciousness or whatever, like just goes back into the uh, the 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 akashic, you know, the akashic record up there, mm-hmm. and the, the resting warm place, the goodness of all other of the uh, the you know the the memory. It's like you know uh, the source. 
the source. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that goodness, that warm jelly that, you know, where I, where I go to <laughs> when I be really small. trying to vibe out. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But, uh, the- I thought you were like beaten off or something. I was like, man, that just sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> the uterus of the universe. Exactly. Hey, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I was in the womb for 10 months. Okay. <laughs> um, it and came to the point where they were like, this baby needs to get cut the fuck out. And like ever since then, I'm always just. (laughs) Every woman on the planet knows that nine month pregnancy is bullshit because nowhere in the world does 40 weeks equal nine months. Whoa. 40 weeks is 10 months. Yes. 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 Right. Four weeks in a month. 40 weeks is 10 months. Every woman on the planet. If you have a baby at nine months at 36 weeks, it's. that's that's kind of on the edge of you know that's pretty early that's a rough one you know like just let it happen when it happens i mean like sure like i mean hey i'm not a medical doctor by any means okay if there's a reason a baby needs to come out through medical standards through someone you know so on and so forth like that absolutely but i i lived in hawaii for a long time where a lot of hippies are i'm telling you whoa all right. Oh, I saw yeah. a lot of hippies come and a go. Hey. And, um, you know, a lot of people are into <laughs> that free, raw human nature of just being a, a human, right? And the natural sense of just being and not attaching to a, a government or a fucking place, right? Which is cool. Um, I fuck with that with the hippies. You know what I mean? And there was this girl that uh, wanted to go have a baby in the wild, in the jungle, you know? And like, uh, everybody so was like, did you pleasure her? I mean, did you go do that? No, no, not make a baby. Have the baby because she was pregnant. She okay. came to the, she came here uh, to the island, you know, completely inoculated with a child, uh, and you know, kind of joined this friend group. And uh, and then she was just like letting everyone know. She's like, I'm gonna go to Waipio Valley and and have this baby in the jungle of Hawaii by myself, and it's gonna be beautiful. And everybody yeah, was so beautiful when she did that shit by herself. I can guarantee. That. I know, no, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. But anyways, back to the whole thing. Ten months or, or ten or forty weeks, not not nine months. It's like you know, I I don't like what would have happened if I wasn't cut out. Is what I'm at. Like, would I have stayed in there until I died? Would I have uh, eventually what? crawled my way out? Like, what's the you know? I'm just curious because like, you know, I. I'm like, I envision myself, you know, a little, I was 11 pounds. I was probably just like, I ain't coming out there. Are you kidding me? That shit is hell. Nah. <laughs> it's not like our youngest son. They had to cut him out too. He was 10 pounds at 37 weeks and he was. Oh, healthy open, boy. So they had to cut him out. So, and he wouldn't move. He He's was, all head. He was friends. Yeah. I wonder where he got that from. They wear the same hat. We all wear the same. We wear the same hat. So yes. I can take mine off and just throw it on him. My fourteen-year-old and my forty-four-year-old all wear the same size hat. What do you and feel about vaccinating hat. children? Uh, the, with the number of vaccinations that are out there for uh, uh, no, uh, no, don't never. Uh, don't there you don't go. Want there you go. go. <laughs> you do okay. not want to go there. All right, sweet. Yeah, no, I, f- I feel I, you. I, I want to back up because I'll. I'll no. I'll yeah, let's go. get back on the Rh negative bloodline oh, thing. That's right. Oh, hold on one second. I want to back up to something else you said about. Um, oh, okay. You know, obviously, we all know history repeats itself, right? Mm-hmm. History is, is cyclical. We see the same things coming over and over again. But expand that out even further. So, right now, what we're seeing is the precursors of a transhuman agenda. I look at the movies they're pushing, they're talking about they're making um, human 
mice hybrid lungs and and growing mm-hmm. pig parts to put in there's no and, yeah, there's no like hiding that, right? the transhumanist agenda that is upon exactly. us exactly so what if we've already done this what if we've been there before what mm. if humans with the rh positive factor were actually originally transhumans mm. i okay Yes, Ooh, that's interesting. Vibing with that one hundred and twenty thousand percent, because I feel like, I feel like, yeah, if past lives exist, we were here with other bloodlines, and that that world definitely probably was a thing. I think I think the movie uh, uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, you know the 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 classic one. What's that? What's that one? There's like Fifth Predator. Cyborgs, uh, Terminator. Yeah, that yeah. that Terminator. I feel like if any movie was a predictive programming, or you know, slowly like that movie had probably some. Uh, I mean, like because yeah, definitely feel like we had some ancient tech that was uh, you know merging with like you know what if the what if the uh, the Egyptians and those ancient cultures that were using electromagnetism and understanding physics on another level than we were were actually you know they they had you know like yeah definitely like i fucking think that definitely is a thing maybe hopefully i hope it uh, yes and, and i don't I'm done. i don't think I'm done. that angels aliens demons I, I think they're all the same i think they're all interdimensional creatures because we i i believe we live in a interdimensional world with multiple timelines that are I wouldn't say layered on top of each other. And this gets into what we call the butterfly effect or and the result of the butterfly effect is the Mandela effect where you see, you know, the Statue of Liberty is, is our biggest one. Is it on Ellis Island? Is it on Liberty Island? We remember it differently. I remember it on Ellis Island. Mick remembers it on Liberty Island. Uh, Chick-fil-A, the Berenstein Bears, you know, there's, it, it goes back originally to Nelson Mandela because people remember him dying in prison and they had a whole big funeral and they watched it on TV. And my mother sang a lullaby to me in his memory when I was a child. And then he died again after he was released from prison some 20, 30 years later. Yeah, after he was president of after South he was Africa. President of South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, in one timeline, he, he was never president of South Africa. And in another one, he absolutely was and, and changed the world. So um if you if you look at it that way, so if you look at timelines like I like to describe it as like a, a skein of embroidery thread with all different colors and you you twirl them around, right? You hold them all together at the top and you twirl them around and they all separate and then they come together and then they all spin back around and they unseparate and then they come together again at the top. So if you've noticed everything in the world is turned on its head right now, everything is upside down. You know, mm-hmm. what the news is telling you is, is lies. It's literally the opposite of what's actually going on. Um, projection is such a thing. It's not even, it's laughable. You know, when, when someone on one side side tells you something, you know that they're talking about themselves and not about you. Um, on, sometimes on, on both sides. The whole world is turned upside down. Everything is crazy. And what if it's the timelines unraveling and going backwards? Mm. Yes, this could get into that Loki show on Disney real quick. That's yeah. all Disney is the devil. More predictive programs. Thank you. Have you about timelines. 
programming. Yeah. Okay. I, I literally was driving uh, today and I was just thinking about shirts, like fun shirts, provocative shirts to make. And I, I wanted a shirt that just says, fuck Disney. And then as I pull into the gas station, um, there's a, there's a, there's a lady wearing a Disney sweatshirt. And I was like, oh, shit. I just, I'm like, yo, like, I just feel like they're, yes. the media conglomerate that is Disney now is just like, what the, what has happened? It's like, they're not even trying to hide anything anymore, yo. Well, no. was it, uh, have you ever heard the song Disney and Danzig? <laughs> no. no. Oh, you so have got to go look that is up. It, that is, is it by absolute. Danzig? Yeah. Yes, it is freaking hysterical. No, it's by Danzig from the Misfits. Yeah. yeah. No way. Yes. Oh my god, it's hysterical. And it is. It is a riot. If I find it on here, can I play it live? No. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> Can't. Uh, Damn. There's a there's a thing against that. It's copyright. No, we'll have Danzig on the show. It'll be all right. We need to break that shit all the time. As long as you put in your show notes that you purchased it legally from whatever site you got it from. Unless you're on Spotify, they don't care. Yeah, Spotify's Spotify's the only one that'll kick you off. But everywhere else, we've been fine. As long as we put in there, all music has been purchased legally from wherever we got it from. I always put in there Amazon because that's where I get it from. So. Go ahead. Try and tell me that I didn't purchase it legally. I got it right here. <laughs> I'm just yeah. playing something I, I purchased legally. Yeah. Interesting. Disney and Danzig. Who would it have is, thought? It Next is hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest thing Danzig ever done. Probably. It's close. But uh, hey, I anyway. like Danzig. No, I was, uh, no, I was yeah. always a big fan. It was yeah. the misfits weren't shit. I mean, like I've seen both. Um, I no, I haven't seen did. I've never seen misfits with Danzig, but I've seen Danzig and I've seen misfits with, uh, the new dude and his, and his son. All right. Yeah. I, I forget who that is. I, I forget his name too, because Danzig was the only one I could remember from back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, you guys fans of the cramps at all? Guy I was. Oh way man. Back, way. I, that now you're dating <laughs> me. Now, now you're showing my age. Yo, I love that era of music. I mean, like, what a time, baby. What a time. That's like my, that's my wheelhouse right there. I grew up listening to Beach Party Vietnam. Um, uh, what was the other one? There was a, what was the other group? It was, uh, oh, Christ, who was that that sang that? That was the. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. I never listened to that crap. Yeah, you did Beach Party <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> We're surfing beach party, Vietnam, cooking yeah, no, hot dogs no. with napalm. No. Oh, that's no. a dead milkman. Yeah, dead milkman. Yeah. Oh, man, I love Yo, that. I yeah. love my my late 80s punk, man. Like, that is my shit. <laughs> I saw them live in New York. I saw them live in New York, and then I saw them with Rush when they opened for Rush. The dead cool. milkman opened for Rush. What a and I was like. Oh my God. What a great concert. Listen to the Dead Milkman's latest album. I think it may have come out in 2017. It's actually great. Um, okay. I, I haven't enjoy listened it. to them in 30 freaking years. <laughs> they definitely, you know, it's like, it's like decently studio produced. It's different, you know, it's different than the original, like, you know, content, but you could tell they're older, but it's like, it's like, I'm fine with it, you know? 
what do they punk about now? Like kids, like I got a punk <laughs> kid that won't, that keeps telling me to fuck off. Now I'm the man, you know, what are they, <laughs> what are they punking out about now? Cause that was what punk was about was telling the man to fuck off. Oh yeah. Right. Oh no, that dude, that'd yeah. be badass if they were red pilled though. I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> that milkman. Oh yeah. Um, if they oh, were like red pilled, I'd be like, yo, yeah. No, they totally are. Yeah, they just wrote uh We Don't Need This Fascist uh Groove thing song in 2020. Well, we might we might we m- they might that. be red pilled. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Because I mean, come on. Like if they're not, they're then right. were they really punks back in the I mean, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, get, let's go. Let's go back. Let's go back. Yes, sorry about all that. <laughs> let's get back to the RH negative blood types. Who are the people that mostly carry this RH negative blood type? They tend to be the royal families, and there's a reason why the royal family is always intermarried. Um, and that reason is because if an RH negative woman has a child with an RH positive man until maybe 50, 60 years ago, she would die every single time. Wow. Because. It, she would, she would die. Understand. She would body. die in childbirth. It wasn't. Well, she would miscarry or she would die in childbirth yep. because <laughs> her body would recognize that baby as an alien and would kill it. Reject it. Yeah. Reject it. So you'd have spontaneous abortion. That's why there's so many miscarriages amongst the royals. Um, and uh, so they, they always they always had to intermarry marry within their own bloodlines because it was the only way to guarantee any kind of secession. So that's where you get all the uh, the the brother and sister or cousin first cousin and mm-hmm. sister, you know brother banging it out you know and they had there was uh, believe it or not it's something it's a well kept secret but the royals out there most of the royal bloodlines out there there is a whole lot of retards that are out there running around it's not a well-kept secret. because no no i'm not talking about the window liquors that they have that they put in front of the podium i'm talking i'm talking about the waterhead kids that they don't show ever yeah like me um like me uh so so uh the, so there's been a there do, do you think uh that there's just basically an ongoing extinction of specific bloodlines just out of due out of uh out of a true rivalry uh what what's the history behind this uh this this needing to just to exterminate you know what's up with that well the the biggest one is obviously Jesus's bloodline and that one carries with it its own religious uh prophetical uh, you can go into different religions trying to do it. You can go into um, the biggest one, which is my biggest theory is what has become now, we call it today, the uh, uh, Christ, the the guys pulling all the strings now. What, the Illuminati? No, the uh, New World Order. Yeah, the New World Order. Which we believe is what, or what I believe at least, uh, from what I've read at least, from most of the digging I've done, a lot of those bloodlines combined, the other 11 of the 12, if you want, of the 13, really, there was a grand total of 14 angels that were actually cast out of heaven. And the biggest one being Judas, or well, not Judas, but um, uh, Satan. Satan. Gabriel, yeah. Um, yeah. But it was um, 
Archangel Gabriel. Gabriel. He was because he defied God. So he was kicked out and he became Satan. And then you have mm. uh, the next 12 angels and then you have Jesus. Jesus wasn't really an angel. He was the son of God. But was he, though, or was he just an angel that was sent down here to be a man? Mm. And in that manhood, that's where a whole other list starts. But really, it's about the other 12 going after the one. And the new world order is kind of, that's where you get into your satanic bloodlines. That's why I said, what story do you want? Because the satanic bloodlines really narrow down that, like, look, the Rockefellers, the, uh, the Rothschilds, the Rothschilds uh, you Carnegie's, you go down all the list of names of families that are out there, the big ones that have remained big families. Kennedy's. The Kennedys. The Onassis. Um, uh, no, Onassis wasn't. It was just Kennedy. But the other one um, from uh, England, um, the Queen's part of it. Uh, what the hell is the, the name of their family? They have a- Windsor. The Windsor, the House of Windsor, yeah. House of Windsor. That's a huge one. That one's actually got more roots than a fucking and tree in G- Georgia. <laughs> Georgian trees, baby. But what they what they weren't actually able to track back in the day, because um, they said an RH negative woman can't bear the child of an RH positive man, but the reverse is not true. An RH positive woman can bear the child of an RH negative man. So, and if she carries that, that gene for it, that child could potentially be also RH negative. So, so the RH positive is, is a uh, more, is, it seems like the more powerful dominant trait. Yeah, dominant in that. It's opposite. Not I'm mixed not correctly. Dominant, I call it opposite. Dominant oh. in that if it's not mixed cor- correctly, it will kill you. Mixed correctly it becomes a lizard person like what's sitting next to me. So it seems like the the bloodlines themselves were out to get each other, like even down to that molecular level that um, seemingly there's even a war uh, on the, on the, on the, the side of the, 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 what the fuck is up with that? That's wild. That's want to make it. If you want to make it a good and evil thing, absolutely. You're absolutely right. But if you look at it from, the mankind standpoint, it's really all about power. And that's what this all kind of surrounds. It's what power they have over the people, what power they contain in the world, whether it's goods, whether it's money, whether it's whatever you do. That is, that's really where the bloodlines, I think, have their most control because it falls, it falls all back on humanity, no matter what. I mean, for instance, I can't tell you to stand on your foot and rub your head at the same time while on camera unless I had some control over you to do that. Now at a molecular level, if that were true, then I could sit here right now and will your ass to stand up and on one leg, you rub your head and pat your belly and look like a monkey and look like an absolute weirdo on freaking podcast. But exactly. You haven't got your COVID jab yet. Have you? I mean, hell I'll do, I'll stand on, I'll stand on no legs and rub. <laughs> you're just going to do it for fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. So, um, the, the answer to your question from before is yes, absolutely. They have been targeting each other and they were primarily targeting what they called the pure blood bloodlines, the ones that had not been corrupted by the satanic bloodlines because they did, you know, Satan's or evil's greatest achievement is not just making people think that he didn't exist, but making people think that he did exist and he was okay, that he was good. 
he's charming. He's a snake in the grass. He's he's Loki. An angel and a devil rolled into one because he started. Oh, if you follow Norris tradition, absolutely, he um, is Loki. You know, he was yeah. cast into a devil, but they do call him the Morning Light. You you do know what Loki means too, in ancient Norse text, What's right? That? It actually translates to in in English. It doesn't translate this way in every language, but in English, it translates to reptile. Oh, whoa! Okay. okay. Yeah. So when you look at Loki, you don't think of Loki the way you think of Loki. I, that's why I'm so surprised the way Disney kind of bounced out with that one real quick, especially after all the end of the Avengers and all that crap. Not that I'm surprised, actually, because I've come yeah. to realize that Disney is just sitting there with horns behind their head. And everything that you saw in yeah. South Park with Mickey Mouse, you know, um, <laughs> in China killing people, that's all real. <sighs> that's yeah. all real. I know. No, I'm fucking telling you guys, it's so fucked up. That shit that you saw in South Park is all real. That's hysterical. I was like, wow, that's some predictive programming right there. Oh, wow. If only Stan Marsh knew back then. But they've used used things like the Holocaust and other, you know, not just the German Holocaust, but, you know, Stalin killed millions of people and now killed millions of people and you know they they've done genocidal exterminations holodor i was just about to say that (laughs) thank you but uh welcome so in my family so my grandfather my grandfather's great-grandfather was emperor maximilian of the austria-hungarian empire and his son uh, his son, King Ludwig, uh, who is the crazy king that built New Schwanstein and, and a bunch of other things. If you look up his history now, they say that he never had any children. But what they don't tell you is that he actually had a string of mistresses and all of those little castles, all those little villas that he built, the chalets across Austria. He installed a mistress in each one and he traveled around the country and basically uh, like he used the country as his own personal harem, Right. And he had many children with these women um, and they were, they were lauded. They were respected and revered. So my great, great grandmother was a Spanish lady that was given to King Ludwig at, to be one of his mistresses by her family. That was accepted practice in the day. Uh, he was married to someone who did not have children because she was so inbred, um, but he had plenty of them with, Others, other women. Most of those children, most of those bloodlines were exterminated in the hall. My family was lucky. My grandfather was warned by my grandmother's mother, who was called Maria Orsic at the time, um, that they were coming for him. They were coming for his family. And he left Austria just before the Anschluss with three of his sisters. The other three of his sisters and his parents didn't believe it. They thought they were protected by their blood. They thought that it wasn't, it wasn't real. They were sheeple. They were, they, they were not awake. They didn't know it was. They were wearing masks. And they stayed stayed and they died. And he got out and he came here. And he actually went back to Germany in the middle of the war. Um, And I just found out how that happened because he actually told my husband um, things that he never told me wow. my grandfather did before he died, but he went back and he rescued my grandmother um, at the behest of my great grandmother 
who he had been in love with forever. And, and he basically told the American army that she was his wife and he was going back to get her. And they sent him back in. Um, and he went and got her and sent her back to the States. So she escaped as well. Um, but most of the bastard bloodlines did not escape the purges because they had not been corrupted by the blood of the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds, the satanic bloodlines. But there's a definite difference in the bloodlines. I mean, there's, you have, you can see it no matter how you look at it. And uh, one of the ways in history, they always tell you, well, it depends on the last name. And a lot of people go back to, oh, well, my name is, you know, so the big ones are like St. Clair. St. Clair is one of the oldest bloodlines in all of Europe. And St. Clair actually is considered right now to be a direct genesis of Jesus Christ. And they believe that that is the bloodline that is carried on his last name. Hmm. Dan Brown was not far off in any of that. He actually had done his homework. Dan Brown did a whole lot of homework on that. And I am huge fan of him um, because he did do his homework. He got it. He got the story right. Even though that pedo Tom Hanks played the main role in the, in the movie. <laughs> yeah, minus minus the fact that they cast Tom Hanks. I don't know if he's aware that Tom Hanks is a pedo, but he might now know because he might listen to you all. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> oh wait, no, he's sitting. No, I guess, he, no, he, I guess uh, he didn't do that much homework. Well, I thought he was sitting right there, but okay. I mean, he did. He did some homework. Yeah. But anyway. They, uh, that part of it is, uh, he's actually right on the money with that. St. Clair is one of the oldest bloodlines in all of Europe. You can go look it up. It's, it dates back to the, uh, 12th century is the first St. Clair that ever survived in Europe. And that is way the fuck back there. And, uh, to be born into that bloodline and to bear that same blood has made you a target if you you can go back and i just started just doing some basic searches just to see i was just like okay so if you're the oldest one right you've got to have some weird shit that's happened like think about it like we look around right now we see weird shit happening every day there's got to be some historical record of somebody just dying like i couldn't find not one not 12 not 20 i found 35 just odd like out of the blue like somebody was just like hit by a meteor or some crazy shit like that. Just nutty stuff. And the last name was St. Clair. I was like, what Whoa. are the chances? Whoa, that's weird. What are that, the chances that, that all of a sudden people are, there were 12 of them on the Titanic. How, how, what? 12, and how, 12 and St. Clair's, Clair's and they Saint all perished. How do you spell the St. Clair? How do you spell? Well, that's where it gets tricky. So sin. it's sin. It is sin. Uh, it is S I N, but because they're actually speaking it from the old French. And then the Claire part is there's two different parts for the Claire part. I've heard C L A R E, and I've also heard C L A I R. Supposedly, mm-hmm. the A I R one is the older one. Yes. The A R E one is more, uh, gen- it's Genesis through history. So people have gotten it and bastardized the name, and they've run with the name. So that is supposedly the closest bloodline to Jesus Christ. That is what they considered right now. They can't find one that will just give up their blood willingly. I mean, I wish they did. That would be awesome. We could figure something out. Some quick side notes to that is uh, the show Dinosaurs. Uh, Oh, so good. uh, Yeah. The, their last name was Sinclair. Uh, 
and also there is a, a gas station called Sinclair, and it has a dinosaur, dinosaur. as its mascot. That is fucking. The- uh, okay, so you ready for this one? Um, now I'm going to really bro- blow your mind. So I was down, um, I was down in South America. Uh, I don't know if I can actually say where I was, but I was in a South American country. Okay, there was a gas station in South America country. No bullshit. Ayahuasca. No, I wish it was Saint Clair was the name, and they had a brontosaurus. Yeah, that's it. Oh, so it's the same gas station. It's possibly yes. the same gas station. It's okay. the same gas station. I have one in my town. Yeah, they I have. Was, those are in California as well. I yeah. was like looking at it, going, "Whole, what are the fucking chances? Yeah, what yeah, are the chances." And I just, yeah. it, everything was clicking. I was like, "Wow, that's fucking crazy." Well, if they have oil money, you know, if they're connected to any sort of like you know oil money, yeah. that's some dirty, dirty bloodlines right there, my brother. Yeah, well, it's it's a mixing there. I mean, I don't know how many people actually look at that anymore. I mean, I don't know how active they are to go after it as much as they were back then but like that's where it gets really fucking nuts because like especially when you get to that last name because that last name carries with it so many different connotations whether it's yeah. the templar whether it's the, the yeah the, the templar the vatican right? whether it's um uh uh jerusalem the muslims uh because i don't know if you realize that that name is in almost all of the holy books whether it's the bible whether it's the quran whether it's uh the torah um it's in all the holy books that last name is in all the holy books and it's just weird to see that last name in every single that that that, jesus is in every single book the the last name saint sinclair is in every single book all of that shit, res- how does that resonate through three religions and nobody thinks that he was the son of God? Because they're all the same. I thought I thought Jesus I thought Jesus was a Merovingian. Uh, <laughs> I you all right? I, you need some I, XX? <laughs> I don't I, I don't necessarily have an opinion on that. Um Okay. I really haven't found any evidence to support that. But again, it goes back to our original point that I was making about the argument with the flat earther that uh, I can't say no, that's not true. There's nothing okay. outside. It's a, so what's so, up with the, the name? So, so you have sometimes it's saint, which has, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's deep history of a word and can, you know, be contorted. And then you, have the word, yeah. then you have the word sin, right? Yeah. So what well, is Sinclair, so, which is seemingly opposite? Sinclair and St. Clair, No. Sinclair and St. Clair is just a bastardization of the name itself. So the name originally started out as Sinclair. Sinclair was the original name. St. Clair is how they tried to change the name to hide the bloodline. They kept trying to evolve the bloodline to hide it. Exactly. The best place to hide is to hide in plain sight. Don't don't hide yourself because the more you disguise yourself, the more you stick out. So they tried to hide themselves as best they could. Um, And that was the point was to keep the bloodline hidden. It has been so well hidden that we still have no idea if that's real or not. It is all prophesized. It's all, um, everybody can trace stuff back different ways, but we believe that, uh, well, I don't, I, well, I do, I believe I'm a Catholic and that's like a sin for me to even say that, but, um, I, I don't get me wrong. I believe in my religion. I wholeheartedly believe in my religion. However, when it gets to this, this is where I kind of, I guess I stray from 
the teachings of the Catholic Church because I am hardcore into I don't believe the that the cup of life or any of that stuff is about a cup. I've never believed that. I thought that it was about Jesus being a man, his his bloodline, because he was a man. And there are so many gospels out there that people still haven't read to this day that I actually because you told us we were going to be talking about this, I pulled up Mary's gospel. I pulled up Judas's gospel, oh. where basically Judas says, look, or ask Jesus a question about what he is going to be known for. And Jesus tells him, it's not about what I've done. It's about what my generations after me will do. And I'm sitting, wait a minute, generations after you? Who? What do what you? That means he was banging. He was He was hitting it. Mary was getting beat up underneath them sheets. Yeah. I'll tell you what. He was hitting it and he was a man. What else? I mean, there's no other way to explain it. He's a man. And Judas, uh, I mean, I, I can read it right now to you. It is pretty bad. It, it, oh, well, it's not bad, but it's, I mean, it's Judas. I mean, he he was the one that was cast out. Nobody wanted anything to do with Judas after what happened. But Judas said, Master, surely my seed doesn't dominate the rulers, does it? Jesus answered him, said, no, come, let me tell you about the holy generations. Not only that you see there, but that will come after me. You will grieve much when you see the kingdom and all its generations. Then Judas replied to him and said, well, what does that have to do with me? You've separated me from the generations. Jesus answered, no, you'll become my 13th. You'll be You'll be cursed by the generations and you'll rule over them for the last days. And then you won't grow, you won't go up until 47, up to 47 to the holy generation. Now, what 47 has to do with it, good question. I haven't gone that deep into it. But <laughs> Judas laid out, I mean, he basically got Jesus to say, look, I have a bloodline. It's my bloodline that will conquer all evil on this earth. Now, can they walk on water? Can they turn water into wine? I highly doubt it. But is it the one that seems to be revolving? I mean, Mary even talks about it. And that's the crazy, that's the one that kind of threw me for a spell. And she said, uh, chapter nine of her gospel that they founded the Dead Sea Scrolls. But if the Savior made her worthy, who are you to indeed reject her? Surely the Savior knows very well. That is why he loved her more than us. Rather, let us be ashamed and put on the perfect man and separate us as he commanded us to preach the gospel, not laying down on any other rule or law beyond what the Savior said. And when he said this, they began to go forth and proclaim and preach the, the gospel. For, following this, Mary told them, unto me, he did give me a gift. And that was the last line because the rest of the Dead Sea Scroll had disintegrated. Wow. So what it, what it sounded like there is it sounded like Judas uh, basically banged Mary and then uh, Jesus found out about it. And then he was like, surely my seed is not going to dominate your seed, almighty one, right? And Jesus was like, nah, we need your seed too. Did it not sound like there was a little, <laughs> there may have been a three-way going on there for all I know. It might be a holy three-way for all I know. Oh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the time where the genetic splicing came in to be the uh, altered consciousness, you know, that missing link of sorts, you know? I mean, but if you look at, and then you go into the Templar legends, I mean, whatever Templar legend, everybody knows them. Everybody knows, everybody thinks that the Holy Grail is a cup. Everybody thinks it's a chalice of this. However, I'm looking at the Last Supper that became famous from Leonardo da Vinci, and on the table, there's not a cup on the table. So how is the, and this is supposed to be the Last Supper, where's the chalice that everybody supposedly drank from? Because there's no cups on the table. Yeah. And 
that that's really odd. Well, that's the first part. He's not holding any glasses. There's nobody's got a glass in their hand. They're all sitting there around the table and everybody's seen the famous painting. But anyway, that not really a big deal. Anyway, so then King Arthur gets involved and everybody's like, well, how does King Arthur get involved with this? Well, King Arthur set off on what, 12 or two, three different grail quests within his time and his reign mm. when he was in England. Um, Jeffrey Monmouth ran one of them. Uh, there is a whole bunch of different ones that were in charge of them. One of the biggest ones was the one everybody's read about, which is, um, uh, is his right hand man. What the hell is his name? Percival, Percival, Sir Percival. And he ran one of the most, uh, with Galahad, they did one of the biggest quests to find the grail. Um, they never found it. Long story short, supposedly they saw it and they claimed to have seen it, but they never found it, uh, which is weird. Um, so after King Arthur was involved, the grail was moved again. Uh, it had been moved, I don't know, four, three or four times at this point. But after that, it had moved again. And now everybody's thought that the agnostic, at least the agnostic belief, uh, which if you know anything about the Knights, the Knights were all agnostic. They were not Catholics. No, gnostic, they were, gnostic. Yeah, Gnostic. Gnostic, agnostic. We, that's Catholic. Gnostic. That's the Catholic yeah, coming no, out. Yeah, yeah, I know what it is. Anyway, uh, if you know anything about the Knights, the Knights were not Catholics. They were they were barely Christians um, in yeah. the most lightest way. They were never they were never put forward by the church. That's the weirdest part that nobody realizes is that that they had nothing to do with the church. They initially started just guarding the road back and forth for the Crusades, back and forth between Jerusalem and back to the uh, back to England or back to the Europe, um, and then at the end of it, of course. Jack Ace de la Malay, who was, he became the, uh, what is it? The last, he was the land, last grand master of the, uh, of the Knights. And up until his death and, uh, the day after Friday the 13th, which I thought was just craziness. Um, he, uh, he was the last one to go. He was the one that actually went after the Pope. He was the one that said, look, all this blasphemy about the Knights, this is all crap. Um, it's all it, it, it you can't you can't do this to us this that the other thing they arrested him on the spot then they went and killed every other knight that was out there 13 wait, wait a minute how many bloodlines what was the number we were talking about tonight 13 13 knights escaped france that night how crazy is that <laughs> how is yeah. that possible that all these numbers seem to coincide 13 yeah. knights escaped france that night they were carrying what was said onto a boat that was the size. It was about six feet long. It was about five and a half feet wide. Um, and of course this was described in cubits and other measurements like crap that we wouldn't be aware of, but it was about six feet long, about five and a half feet wide and about four feet tall. And they were carrying that onto the ship. That was one of the last things that they saw being put onto the ship. And on top of that box was a knight's flag with the traditional crusader cross laid across it with a rose which had never been seen before because the Knights don't do that. Knights think that shit's gay. Anyway, Rosie cross, they get on that bad boy and they supposedly float off North. Now it is believed that they went to Scotland or well, not Scotland. They went to England. Um, and then from England, they shot back across into the Americas. There's some belief that, uh, that whatever they had is buried in Oak Island. Um, mm -hmm. I've heard, I've heard rumor of that, that it's at Oak Island. I've heard rumor that it's actually in South America now. 
there's some really weird stuff when it comes to the Knights, though. They did a lot of kinky. They were they were kings of covering their tracks. They were really good at it. And they swore a lot of people to secrecy. Now, the reason I said South America is because there is an order of uh, what they call the Holy Roman soldiers. And they are a brotherhood. They're actually a, 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 a friar brotherhood. They're, uh, they fall under the Franciscan friars. If you've ever heard um, Arthur's legends, um, especially the one about um, uh, what the hell was his name? I just was watching it tonight because I had to bone up on it because it's my it's the only legend that I'm not real good with. I'm trying to remember his name. It, the cup was supposedly in uh, Joseph of Arimathea. If you've ever heard that tale, mm-hmm. the Joseph of Arimathea tale, he talks about he supposedly on his deathbed talked to a Franciscan friar and told him the whole story about the Holy Grail where it went, where it ended up and everything else. There's a manuscript out there where this Franciscan friar wrote all of this down. Now, no one's been able to find that manuscript. However, supposedly it exists out there and it tells the last place that Joseph of Arimathea, and that's my other belief, that Joseph of Arimathea ever saw the Holy Grail. And he also describes what the Holy Grail is. And I can tell you right now, from everything I've heard about it and everything I've read about it and all the research I've done on it, it doesn't sound much like a cup. It sounds more like a coffin than a cup. Hmm. Understand at this time too, Sarah, Jesus's daughter, is, has already been born. Notice that he had a daughter. He didn't have a son. He had a daughter, which tells us that the actual kingdom of God rests in women and not really in men. Correct. Because if hmm. man was yeah. truly God, True he that. would have had a son. But the only one that can bear a child is a female. So he had a female. That's kind of odd. I always thought it was like, as a Catholic, I was like, that's even really weird. Why have we, and if you think about it, what gospels were thrown out of the Bible, everybody says, well, King James threw out this one, this one, no, they threw out anything that made Jesus look like a man. If it made him look like a man, he did not look divine. They got rid of the gospel. Mary, Mary was gone. Judas was gone. Um, Patriarchy. Yeah. All the, all those guys that had all great stuff to talk about too. And they're finding them now with the Dead Sea Scrolls. And they're actually, Mary's gospel was actually found in a, in a potted, uh, in a pot. It was, it, they, uh, uh, it was found, uh, it was a scripture that was found in a pot that was just like literally lucky. They opened this pot, they looked in and there was a roll. There was a whole roll of her whole gospel in there. They would have never found it. And, um, the other part of her gospel was found actually with the Dead Sea Scrolls, or they think it is, because of the way the writing is, because um, it's all in Aramaic. So, I mean, it's like a 10,000-year-old dead language. Who's fucking spoke that in forever? Nobody. Um, so so there's, I'm, they are deciphering them, though. So, so, so there- one thing I want to bring one thing I want to bring up is the fact that the, the Sinclair thing, that seems like evil and reptilian. Why, why would Jesus be part of that line? Well, Sinclair is actually, it's just, again, translation of the name. St. Clair, Sinclair, actually in French. So, so you're taking the word sin. Literally. Current connotation. Okay. But remember that everything. So it's to hide. It's to hide the fact that it's actually good. Sin, sin means of. It's like day in Spanish. Claire, yeah, Claire also in French means light or uh, correct. Yeah, so like, you know, it, or omen. It, it can also mean omen. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good connotation. There was oh. a, 
a god named Sin in like uh, Babylon or Sumeria, and he was the god of the moon. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is divine and in, incense. So, uh, and, so we're talking back on the. I want to touch up on the uh, the fact that you know a woman was born from that, um, and that's been hidden and covered up. So, does that kind of tie into like where you know um, bloodlines are starting at that point? This kind mm-hmm. of like uh, specific bloodlines that we're talking about that might be like you know penetrated from an outside source of the higher consciousness. Um, to spread that bloodline and the mission maybe being to give that bloodline to earth to help heal it. Um, and if so, do you think there were more than one of these women born? So then it could be spread more at an even pace because, you know, you got one, you got one woman, Hey, Hey, giving birth is hard, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, how many, how many times you get? So like, that's, that's a, that's where my mind goes with it. Well, I mean, well, let's look at it. Honestly, 2000 years ago, uh, people did what they fought and killed people or they fucked and they procreated a lot, a whole lot. Yep. And so when you look at this and you actually look at, uh, what you're discussing, I, I, don't get me wrong. I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I, I think that is almost the wrong question to ask. I think the question to ask is when did they figure out who and when did the bloodlines start turning on each other? I think that's the bigger question because to figure that out, to understand that part of it, to understand why the other 13 bloodlines started or the other 12 bloodlines started going after number 13 and who the other bloodlines are, that I think is actually a bigger quest than trying to find the actual Holy Grail itself. I mean, I love, I'm a huge Grail lore fan. I love the Grail. I would, if I could go out and if I had enough money that I could go out on a grail quest today, I'd, I'd be gone. You wouldn't even see me. It'd be a dust trail because I would, that would do nothing but make me happy. But the better, I think the bigger quest should be to find out who the other families are now, the other bloodlines. I mean, we all think we know them. We think it's the Rothschilds. We think it's the Windsor, the House of Windsor. We think it's the Carnegie's. We think it's the, uh, whatever name you want to come up with. But like, for instance, uh, King Philip was the king of France in 1307 when they went and decimated the knights. They killed over over 120 knights in one night. Um, they went through France. They killed a ton of them in France. They even sent uh, uh, emissaries to England to do the same on the same night. This is how planned out this was. This was not something that they just thought of that one day and said, hey, let's go out and kill all these dudes. No, they had sent emissaries to England to do the same thing. So they were whacking Knights Templar in England at the same time. Why do that at such a level than if they came back to you and they said, because the biggest thing was that they they up and left. They did just one day, uh, the Muslims rolled in. They took over the gates in Jerusalem. The Knights saw this happening. They fell back to one place. They were digging in the ground. It's been written about that they were digging in the ground feverishly for 24 hours. And then at the end of that 24-hour mark, they were up and gone. And what they took is unknown. What we later came out to find out that that was the Temple Mount. That's uh, not Temple Mount, but that is uh, uh, what's his name. Actually, I have his name right here. Hold on. Why am I even? Why am I even saying that? Uh, I have it right here. So anyway, they um, so they up and rolled out. Uh, let me see here. I actually have the date too. It's actually pretty crazy. I gotta find it. Sorry, I'm 
I was, I have like 12 different windows open right now on my computer. I'm trying to find the one I'm looking for. Uh, go, go ahead and look. Why for- not 13 windows, my man? <laughs> I know. I know. I, I should have 13, shouldn't I? I mean, it's that night, go, right? Go ahead and look for that. And, and while you do, I'm going to bring up some other uh, points of reference with the number 13. Uh, in astrotheology, Jesus is considered the sun and the 12 signs of the zodiac are the 12 apostles. And the 13th sign of the zodiac is Ophiuchus, which is the man holding a snake. So th- there's another reference to the 13 and, and the banishment of 13. Then there's uh, the the Knights Templar. Uh, they they burned Jacques de Molay on Friday the 13th because Friday is a... a the a feminine day it's the goddess day and the 13 has to do with the letter m it's the 13th letter in the alphabet and in every language uh mother starts with the other letter m the word for a mom a mother a madre they all start with the letter m so they purposely killed him on friday the 13th to send the signal not to worship uh, female deities because they uh, worshipped uh, Mary and prayed to Mary and the church wasn't cool with that so, the, so they purposely uh, killed him on the 13th to send a message not to worship female deities and, not, and to make the 13 a bad number so people would stay away from it and not look into it and what you guys brought up earlier is maybe the family line is connected to a female. So I'm wondering if maybe they demonized this uh, matriarchal side in order to hide the fact that Jesus did have an heir so that their lineage would be safe. What yeah, do you, what do you think about that idea? That is, that is possible to... That's an interesting way to look at. That it. is, a, that, I never even thought about it that way. You just kind of and also kind of with the, my mind right there. also with the Sinclair thing too, because that looks like evil, right? Because we talk, keep talking about the serpent and the serpent people and the and the serpent bloodline. Yet it seems like an evil satanic thing. Yet you're saying that Jesus might have actually came from that line, and then they're demonizing that. Then they're demonizing women. It seems like they're doing it to hide the fact or keep safe something. So it, to me, it seems like, you know, just like you were saying earlier, um, that everything is flipped, right? So you can look at things that are demonized now in today's society and culture and kind of like take it and say, well, it's probably the opposite. So if women are being oppressed, you know, for whatever reason, right, in today's society, it's probably because there's a bigger, deeper meaning uh, behind that agenda. And mm-hmm. I feel the same with um you know, seemingly like, right, white people are essentially like this kind of like, you know, oh, the 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 overarching uh, evil um, rulers of the world, right? Coming from the European, British, royal family in America, basically, right? They're the, the, the evil ones, right? And so like, they basically try to pers- pers- uh, uh, portray it in this way of like societally that like everything else is demonized, bad, like India for sure, bad. You know, oh, they're dirty, dirty. Even though they created Ayurveda, the first medical system to ever be recorded with like clinical studies and shit like that, or South Americans being, you know, killed because, 
you know, there are Nephilim and giants that existed down there. And women could be the same thing because if women uh, are in fact the light of the world, you know, Jesus, the light of the world, that is all can be symbolized as back as, you know, light, um, the son of God, the sun is light, light, you know, energy, that kind of, you know, symbolism, it doesn't have to necessarily put a gender on it. Uh, you know, just that, yeah. that the light is that consciousness, you know, that, that goodness there. Well, that I've never thought about that. There's definitely a possibility I there. Like it. I won't disagree with you. I, I never thought about it that way, though. That's a. Because I'm the light of your world. Well, you got to remember Sinclair, though, too. <laughs> Sinclair, and again, this is where exactly. this is where Dan Brown did his research because Sinclair actually comes from Sangreal, <laughs> which is uh, it means. Uh, blood bloodline i mean it literally translates the bloodline so saint mm. claire came from sangrial which is the french for bloodline um that is your that's why that's they have an oil company to blood of the earth where that connection is but the place they fell back to so the knights that night the muslims invaded they took the outer gates of jerusalem the knights fell fell back to solomon's temple uh King Solomon's temple, that is the temple they built. You got to remember that was their original entrusted duty when they got there, uh, was to build that, that temple, to build that temple to King Solomon. They built that temple. So they knew all the intricacies of that temple. They were in there for 24 hours digging and then they were up and gone and they were like a poof of smoke and they were gone from the Holy land. They never returned. They left. They never didn't even look back. They, they even left their horses. Uh, one of the big stories I've always read about is the horses. They left their horses, which their horses were huge. They were the big English thoroughbred, mm. gigantic. They were not like were Arab horses horse. are fucking tiny. They had real war, like wearing armor, the whole bit. These horses, beautiful, beautiful creatures, man. They left them at the port. Didn't even put them on the boat and just turned around and left. That's how fast they were trying to get the hell out of there. So that kind of gives you a hint as to their speed, their need to leave the Holy Land. And they were gone. And after that, they're in France. They show up to France. They hit out in France for a while. And then October 13th, 1307 happens. And they get, they get schwacked. Mm-hmm. On the 10th also, month, 13th day, the, 1307. The, the original pirates where the Jolly Roger flag, the skull and crossbones, was to create it. Well, what I heard was they used it because they were actually carrying the bones of Jesus. And so they they flew that flag. And also, that gets demonized as pirate, right? Uh, So there's the flip. And then also you have like the skull and bones uh, secret society that comes out of uh, what is it? Yale. Yep. And uh, and all of our uh, a lot of our presidents also all come out of Yale. Yep. Uh, and the, most of them the, have been skull and bold mem- skull, the, skull and bones members. Those fucking Republican bushes. Yep. <laughs> I just wanted to. I just wanted to get a raging a bush. Little little nudge. <laughs> a bush on fire. Oh, we, we don't identify as Republicans. Oh, okay, no, we're definitely, we're definitely, we're definitely conservatives. Yeah. We're, oh, okay. we're, we're patriots. <laughs> we're not Republicans. Fuck the right. Republicans. The Republicans okay. and the Democrats are a uniparty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. It, At this it, point, it, they're basically the same fucking thing. They are. It, that mm-hmm. is one of the things that they use to divide us. So they use, they use politics, they use race, they use religion. 
they use sexuality, mm. they use gender, they use all of these things to divide us so that we will fight each other and not pay attention to what they're doing. Because One other if question. If kill each other, then they have fewer of us to kill. One other question with regards Fact. to the RH negative and, and race question. Is all RH negative Caucasian people or are there RH negative nope. uh, indigenous peoples there also? Are. Uh, well, you know, that's that's funny. So the RH negative bloodlines can be traced back to uh, a couple of different areas. I know that mine comes from Stuttgart, Germany, uh, but there is another one that comes from Africa and there's another one that comes from the Ottoman Empire, um, although that actually came through the Celtic one. There's one that that comes from uh, the Celts and then there's one that comes from uh, Eastern Europe, like the Russia, almost Siberia, actually. So. Okay. And, and the crazy part about that, you just brought that up, which kind of made me laugh was, um, Sarah, um, and they spelled it traditionally. So actually Sarah, uh, they did try to camouflage her name cause she spelled more like Serif than Sarah. It's S A R A I F, which would make you think more masculine than feminine. Also, seraphim. But that's what it was after, and they got rid of the PH and the M at the end, and they just left left it seraph. And everybody just thought, you know, when you first see that name, you would think, well, there is um, – I'm trying to remember the author, but he wrote a book. Uh, this was probably back in the 1800s. He wrote a book. This is an old, old, old book. Um, oh, my God. I, can't, I can see his face, too. I can't – I this fucking hate brain injuries. Brain injury. um, it's like – train wrecks one brain's thinking the other one's like talking to it but anyway um though the one the part of this book that i thought was really interesting was there was a seraph that they have listed on a manifest that left the port of jerusalem sometime after the muslims invaded jerusalem and the seraph was described as an olive-skinned um almost lebanese looking person um yeah spanish um, and then the first thought was that this person went back to France with the knights because uh, there was also talk of a kid on board that vessel that left with them that night. Now, um, one of the things that I know has been proven was that there's all these countries, Britain, France, Italy, um, even in Jerusalem, they went after the knights. The, the, uh, the knights that were still in Jerusalem, they had orders to kill the knights that night. It was all over the world. This wasn't just in one spot. This was all over the world, like an attempt to completely destroy them. The one country that got orders from the Pope that said, no, hey, fuck you, was the Spanish. They were the only ones that didn't do it. And there's a lot of thought that Sarah resided in Spain for some time before she was eventually huddled or hurled out of there, got the hell out of there too. And she disappeared. So, um, the possibility that RH, I don't think RH, I don't think RH blood is so much derived from a, a specific, you know, type of person. I think it was given to a bloodline and that bloodline, wherever that bloodline was born, that's the type of people you have. Um, I have never seen, I've seen, both Caucasian, I've seen black women with it. I've seen black men with it. I've seen white women mm. with it. I've seen white men with it. I've seen, um, I, I've seen Asian. I've, mm. I've seen all sorts. I've never seen, it's never been just one creed, nationality, or color. Every, okay. if, if you've got it, you knew at a very young age because when they did your initial blood test, when they actually do your first blood draw, like right after you get out the womb, 
they type in crossmatch you right there because they want to make sure that they can get you blood. Like if something were to happen, you're a brand new baby. Mm-hmm. We don't need much. We just need this little baggie here and we just, you know, shoot this right in your arm. You'd be great. But they have to make sure they have the right type of blood. And, and, and what color do they mark RH negative blood bags with? Uh, it's actually brown. Bright red. Oh, no. Oh, you mean the actual label the on actual the bag? Yes, yes. The actual label on the bag. Yes. It's almost Crusader red. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of, that's uh, odd. That was odd Maybe too. Cause our, our yeah. I, yeah. Well, you had it too. Um, yes, Your blood bag, bag, when they brought it into the room, when yeah. I was sitting there with you, they, when they it was bright red. Wow. Yeah. See hospitals what can't trust them. Demon spawn. All the time. You, do you well, see your horns? The, the problem, that's, <laughs> thank you. That's my headphones, fucker. Um, the problem with the RH negative <laughs> is that we are highly allergic to all synthetics. So deathly allergic. So I learned like I, I cannot have most traditional vaccines because I'm allergic to the stabilizing agents, um, specifically thimerosal, polysorbic 80, uh, aluminum, uh, the aluminum they they put in there, not like aluminum in a can. Um, Also tetanus, um, all opiates, cocaine, um, anything synthetic. So if you're planning on coming over and hanging uh, out and bringing a bunch of blowing hookers, we can't do it here. I'll smoke weed with you all day, right. but I cannot do anything synthetic. I like hookers and blow, though. <laughs> so, so, oh, oh man, I, I know what you're going to say, Roman. I know, uh, but I'm going to let you have I'm gonna let you, you're gonna talk about synthetics and uh, drugs and medicines and the fake food. Is that all? Do you think that's all to kill the bloodline? Well, actually, if you can give me one second, because there's one other thing so that I vaccine. I want to bring this up because this yeah. is this is another this is a weird part. <laughs> like I just got a, I just found this not too long ago. This is probably about a year and a half ago. I just found this, but there was a painting that was found uh, in 1917. Um, it is now sitting in the wreath of uh, in uh, England. You can go look at it. Uh, it's called the Boys King Arthur. And they found the painting in 1917. Okay. And there is a picture of King Arthur. It's supposedly uh, when he killed uh, Mordor. Uh, now, Mordor is dressed in white. Um, he's got a weird, like, gremlin demon looking thing on top of his head. And over Arthur, there's nothing but like eagles and hawks flying in the air. And on Arthur's shield, which is unheard of because I've seen a picture of the real Arthur's shield. This one has a cross, just like the Templar cross, except it's got the fat ends. It's, it's got more of a Celtic theme to it, but it is a, it's opposite colors. The back part of the shield is red and the cross is white, which is uh, when you look at it, it's like, whoa, wait a minute, dude. You were in Britain during all this shit. How did you, you, you weren't even, I mean, it was alive, but I, I just, I thought that was nuts. I was like, wow, for a guy that mm. used to be a Roman, you know, and now he's king of the Britons, he's got a lot of Templar like flow about him. And that, that, that painting was just discovered. Like, I think it was like 15 years ago it was discovered. And this is like throws a whole nother twist into the Arthur legend that a lot of people were like, well, wait a minute. This brings that story back to the forefront that maybe he was, maybe he did harbor 
the Holy Grail for a point in time, because one of the first stories that ever came out about the Holy Grail came out of Ireland, which was like, what the fuck? And mm-hmm. like the first story ever came out was like, uh, I think it was like, uh, uh, shit, I had actually had this story. It was, uh, they made it, a movie about it. it was really crazy. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It doesn't make any sense. The actual story itself, but it was the first story that came out about it. I was like, all right, well, okay. But a friend of mine had sent me that picture. And I was like, holy crap. I just held on to it and like looked at it and said, wow, that's nuts. Uh, what's, what's interesting is the fact that you said, uh, RH negative comes in different racial forms. Cause personally, I, I thought it seemed to only afflict, uh, Caucasian people. Uh, so you, you said that there's actually a bloodline that came out of Africa with the RH negative. And if you look at, if you look at Egypt too, they all have the, the snake representation. And if you look at like a sky view of what the Nile river and the Delta looks like, it looks like a Cobra. Um, yep. The and, same. And, I've actually been in them and yeah, it is. It looks yeah. just like it. So there's actually a lot of, uh, uh, snake affiliation or serpent affiliation with ancient Egypt also. And uh, so there, well, there's, there's some thought that the RH negative blood that's, that shows up in, in Africa and uh, in the Arab world, the, the old Ottoman empire, um, because they, they got royal brides from around the world, just like all the other Royal families did. They were part of their harem. They were their concubines, but they were essentially their wives. So oh. King Suleiman or Emperor Suleiman, uh, his mother was a Celt. She was actually from Scotland and she was a royal bloodline. And she was given to his father as a concubine and she became his first concubine, not his wife, but his first concubine. Um, and then Suleiman actually ended up marrying another royal bloodline out of Russia. And he was the first emperor to ever marry one of his concubines. And he tried to kill her mother, uh, his mother, um, Suleiman's mother. And Suleiman's mother actually escaped back to Scotland. Hmm. King, King James was actually the grandmaster of the Knights Templar. Or not Knights Templar. No, the free... No. He was a Freemason. He was a Grandmaster Freemason. Yeah. Freemason. yeah. Grandmaster Freemason. Yeah. Yeah. Of that's where stu- a lot of people get that Freemasonry had something to do with it. I don't know if that's true either. I don't even, I don't think the Freemasons really had anything to do with the Templar, to be honest with you. There's no real connection. Oh, okay. But All right. I, they say there is uh, because they say the colors and everything else. And I was like, yeah, okay. I'm not a Freemason. So I don't dance around a fire with cheap leggings on. And. Um. A, a lot of the flags in uh, Northern Europe all have crosses on them too. Uh, the 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 Swedish flag, the Switzer, Switzerland flag, uh, Norway, they all have uh, sideways crosses. Yes, they do, but the colors are wrong. And the ones that I was told about, the like Spain is uh, Spain. The old Spanish flag, if you go look it up, it has an actual red cross that used to be in the top right corner of the Spanish flag. And when the flag was flying, you could see it was like a Templar emblem. And it was like, okay, that makes sense because if, if everything else that we've heard is accurate, then, and Sarah did, or Seraphim did live in Spain, then there is definitely a possibility that uh, they would have that on their national colors. However, if you look at Norway, uh, Norway's backwards. There's red in the background, white on the cross. Um, 
I, mm. Sweden, you said the same thing, and I think they're red too. They're red with white. They're the they're backwards as well. They're blue, or blue, blue with white. and yellow. Or blue and yellow. Sorry. Yeah, and blue that's and yellow, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So it's not the red designation. The only other country that I know with the red designated cross in it still to this day, I think, is uh, it isn't England anymore. England used to have it. Um, they don't in the Union Jack anymore. Um, well, yeah, I, there you go. That's yeah, that's that, that's it right there. I mean, in that bottom right one, that's a big one. That's it. It's got the six pointed star the whole bit. Yeah, and the crown. Yep. So I mean, that was like the last country that I knew of with a uh, with a, a flag like that. And who's controlling all of the history books? Yeah, see that. History is written by the winners. Who is the winners? Yeah. What do you believe about Tartaria? Or no, uh, that, about Tartaria. That is not me. That is all her. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I'm not much of a Tartarian guy. Uh, you know, I I just started delving down that rabbit hole in in recent days. It is um, deep. But I think Tartaria was a was probably the antediluvian society. I mean, there's too much evidence that it existed for it to not have existed. Now, on that with the antediluvian societies, because you brought that up earlier too, and uh, we were talking about <laughs> it earlier. One of the big things that I've, uh, I just got this video, a friend of mine sent it to me and uh, this guy does this whole rant for a couple hours about how the Nazis really won the second world war. They did. Um, oh. And yeah. you talked about the antediluvian society that was living under the ice and that book and whatnot down in uh, yeah. the South pole. Um, and they found, and it, it's really weird because why do you find all these shipwrecked Nazi boats around the South pole. It, that doesn't make any sense. And there's tons of divers. There's tons of people that have gone down there and looked at them. They're all world war II relics that are down there underneath the ocean, de- decaying and going away. But why did the Nazis sink their boats right around the South pole? It doesn't make any sense. Um, and then the military on top of that won't let us go down there. So why is that? What, what's the deal there? I don't understand that. Um, but the anti diluvian society, if you think about it, that was really Nazi Germany. I mean, that's what it was at well, its heart. Well, Antediluvian was pre-flood. Well, pre-flood. Yeah, but I mean, it was what was going on prior to the flood. I mean, they were just going around whacking everybody. They didn't give a shit about anything. They didn't care about God's laws. They didn't care about anything else. That's why the, the flood happened, supposedly, according to the Bible. But that's what was going on. I mean, if you really think about what Nazi Germany was doing. Survivors of the flood. You see what I'm saying? Okay, so somebody else is on my... It, it's sad that I got to go to the guy that's smoking, you know, all the good stuff, and we can't. And- hey, hey, you already I, know. You already actually, know. That's where we tapped into. I don't understand that. How how is that possible if the Bible was written before the Nazis happened? History repeats itself. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. So or the Mandela effect has so truly not, ripped itself into the the, uh, the Odyssey of time. But the oh. Nazis repeated the history of the antediluvian society because they have the same playbook that they pulled out uh, thousands of years and they keep doing the same thing over and over again well also the other thing to look at is the resilient societies that are down there with white people living amongst all of them that speak both german and um portuguese could be the same agenda handed down from like an outside information or some shit too. They actually, the Germans actually, the Nazis actually had a playbook 
that like, Hey, if everything goes bad, like these are the places you're to go. I mean, if you have that playbook and people have surmised that the playbook was real, that people had it, like people in the actual Reich with higher ups in the Reich actually had these little playbooks, they would go and, oh shit, yeah, everything's going to hell. And people booked it. Like there's a bunch of Nazis, uh, a bunch of the, I don't think it's the higher ups because most of those guys got caught and were persecuted and killed. They weren't persecuted. No, they they became well, NASA. Very, very few of them were killed. They, they became were, NASA. They yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the story. They went into <laughs> NASA. I believe it. They went into NASA. They went into our education system. Yeah, yeah. They, they brought fluoride over. They became yeah. doctors. Thank you. Yeah. Well, whatever, whatever. And not either just way. America. Not just America either. Russia also. Yeah, they, they wouldn't come to America. They, they, they did come to America. I, they did. Got, some of them we brought over. I don't. I, I got you. I, listen, I'm not arguing that. What I'm saying is, if they were, they were running though. The ones that were on the runs, the ones that were in charge of the death camps and everything else, the guys that were actually being hunted, like we were looking for them. Everybody was looking for them. The world was looking for them. They were given a playbook, like, hey, this is where you go. The peons. Not necessarily the, the ones that took orders and didn't give them. More or less. But it was to keep the Reich, the Fourth Reich alive, according to everything we understand now. And mm-hmm. uh, the more this guy makes a hell of an argument, and he made a badass argument. I was even like, because then you start looking through history with a completely different different filter. If you change that one outcome, it's like um it's like the uh the ripple effect where you, you know, you drop a, you drop a bit of water here, you drop a bit of water there and you get different ripples. And when the ripples intersect, that's when time becomes almost torn apart or in his, the way he put it comes to a standstill because the ripples are counteracting everything. And when I saw this video, I just started thinking about history. If you think about it differently, think about the world, the way it would be if the Nazis actually did win. Are well, that's we like a, living that, that book, uh, the man in the high castle kind yeah. of concept. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there yes. A, right a along show. the same. There's a TV show about that. Right along the same line. Just think about that. Just, just think about it. Just in your own mind, if the Nazis actually did win World War II, how different would our society be today? Well, if We'd, the Nazis had, it's 11, 11, by the way, that I was, there's angels watching over us. I mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking German. <laughs> Well, would we? Though? But, well, would we though? Because if if the Nazis had overtly won and tried to occupy the United States at that time, every gun-toting American from coast to coast would be out on their front porch. Absolutely, unless it was back, kind of like an op- bodies. Well, I but think I th- they covertly yes. occupied the United yes. States, and they yes. got into our education system. It takes three generations to scrub history Mm -hmm. three generations and we right now are three generations from world war ii so that's beautiful that's absolutely beautiful because i i i i I like to think that the 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 timing of the technocratic like kind of takeover situation that we found ourselves in today basically started the seeding of that was the ending of world war ii where 
you know, a bunch of country leaders came up to a unanimous decision to say, hey, you know what? We all know what the ultimate goal is, right? We're all going to stay rich as fuck. Let's make it seem like we have some issues with each other. But really, we're just going to try to, you know, split time and space and work on like, you know, crazy technologies. And, you know, we understand that there's tunnels underneath the ground. And, you know, if the Nazis found out and they had this outside information, which is seemingly so, and then they had all the Tesla patents and technology they're hoarding for their fucking selves and they understand physics on another level that we do that they they basically keep us within this you know lab mice because you know everything they give us they tell us yeah well we tested it on mice it's like yeah fucking great bro i'm not a mouse all right no but, you're a battery and, and yeah exactly sure, just a generator a just a cog exactly. but i i really do because they've, they've <laughs> developed their technology to such a degree that all we are now is using up their resources that they want for themselves. Exactly. Yeah. It's just basically like, I don't think, yeah, exactly. Information is one of those resources. Knowledge is, is that resource also. Um, and you know, now that we have the internet, thankfully, except also not thankfully at the same time, everything is being put on that original server or whatever, you know, that, the information that's all on the internet is all being tracked and watched. I don't give a shit about decentralized whatever, quote unquote. I don't think decentralized anything exists, especially within the internet, because I think it was created with a uh, agenda to basically be where it is today. They say, oh, we never knew the internet was going to be as big as it is today. Wow. It's like, yeah, you didn't. You emulated a fucking universe uh, and created a depth of absolute just wonderment like just going on and on yeah you fucking knew what you were doing well let me let me tie it up even better with a little bow on it because this is gonna wrap i'm about to blow all your minds because i'm just gonna wrap this all back around to itself and this is gonna be the crazy part but what before you get before you get started on that i have one question and then i'll i'm gonna let you hit that do you guys know anything about the lion symbology because it's in the scottish flag and the english flag and it also uh, comes from egypt also is there, do you know anything about the lion? What if that represents like the kingdom of God or what? Or the, well, it or is, the it is, Judah, it is. the lion of Judah or? No, you're right. It, it, it does have, uh, it has biblical connotations. Uh, it, the symbol is actually, cause if the lions that you're talking about are actually, uh, you have to look at the whole symbol, right? Uh, so if you look at the English one, they're standing up, their claws are out. Yes. And they're like ready to pounce, ready to attack, ready to fight. Their jaws are open. Uh, the lion always has a flowing mane. Uh, the Scottish lion is just the head. If you've ever okay. noticed that, it's just the head. Um, it's always just a big, you know, burly fucking looking head. And almost like the, uh, I was, like I almost, I, yeah, almost like our lion. Yeah. I almost like went, That's pulled that one. But the, actually it has, it has both biblical. It also refers to it it refers to a bunch of different things. The one that I've always heard is that the lion never became anything until, um, uh, Braveheart, uh, not the uh, King, uh, God was well, King Richard, the Braveheart. Oh, he was, that's where the lion really started in England, especially in Europe as a whole. He had a lion because that's the way he ruled his people. That was the way he treated his people. Uh, supposedly he was a halfway decent King from what everybody says, bit of a retard, but a 
pretty decent king from what everybody in history says. It was the people oh, underneath him, kind of like Trump. He he kind of reminded me of Trump. He was really good as a leader. Everybody below him sucked balls, and they were doing everything to undermine him. And that's basically <laughs> what happened to uh, King Richard the Lionheart. Um, and that's what he was known as. He was known as King Richard the Lionheart. Um, so his that emblem, I know, started in England there. Now, in Egypt... Uh, the lion has a completely different, because that's a completely different part of the world, has a completely different connotation altogether. And if I remember correctly, and now you're really pushing my memory, because now I got to I gotta dig the other <laughs> file cabinet out here. If I remember correctly, the lion in Egypt is more of the uh, stars. It's about the stars, has more to do with the stars, because I know in Egypt on their TV, if you ever go, if you're ever in Egypt and you're watching TV there, one of their channels, I, I always called it the lion channel because they do the stars in the sky is the, it, for the lion. It's, I'm trying to remember the, uh, Oh, Ryan's belt, oh, Ryan's belt. And it, it draws out. And then all of a sudden you see the lion standing there and the lion comes in from the, the background. Yeah. Ba- basically way back, like seven, uh, he was always the keeper of Egypt. That was, you know, the Sphinx, the lion, they're always the keepers of Egypt, meaning they keep all the wealth and everything in Egypt. And, Egypt is extremely cat based. Everything in so, Egypt, if you ever look yeah. at Egypt, they are very um, cat based. Their mythical, their gods and everything, a lot of their gods are based off of cats and the look of a cat because they always thought the cats were aliens. So, so, so mean, the lion has the symbology of the keeper of secrets. Cats are aliens for sure. Yeah. Yep. I say that all because, the time. Because Do that I would be every day that cats are aliens. Yep. Cats are absolutely I've seen aliens. eggs before. Because no. that would be really interesting I if, if the symbology of aliens. of the lion is the keeper of secrets. And also you see it in the Scottish and the English flags. And then you see it in Egypt. It almost looks like maybe it's, it's the keeper traveling. of the bloodlines also. Maybe okay. they hide more secrets than just the treasures in Egypt. I'm going to read this. Very book. possible. It's going to take a minute, but uh, Revelation 5, called The Message. The lion is a lamb. I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one seated on the throne. It was written on both sides, fastened with seven seals. I also saw a powerful angel calling out in a voice like thunder. Is there anyone who can open the scroll who can break its seals? There was no one, no one in heaven, no one on earth, no one from the underworld, able to break open the scroll and read it. I wept and wept and wept that no one was found able to open the scroll, able to read it. One of the elders said, don't weep, look, the lion from tribe Judah, the root of David's tree, has conquered. He can open the scroll, can rip through the seven seals. So I looked and there, surrounded by throne animals and elders, was a lamb, slaughtered but standing tall. Seven horns he had and seven eyes, the seven spirits of God sent into all the earth. He came to the one seated on the throne and took the scroll from his right hand. The moment he took the scroll, the four animals and 24 elders fell down and worshipped the lamb. Each had a harp and each had a bowl, a gold bowl filled with incense, the prayers of God's holy people. And they sang a new song. Worthy, take the scroll, open its seals. Slain, hanged in blood, you brought men and women brought them back from all over the earth, brought them back for God. Then you made them a kingdom, priests for our God, priests kings to rule over the earth. I looked again. I heard a company of angels around the throne, the animals and the elders. 10,000 times 10,000 their number. Thousand after thousand after thousand in full song. 
The slain lamb is worthy. Take the power, the wealth, the wisdom, the strength. Take the honor, the glory, the blessing. Then I heard every creature in heaven and earth, in underworld and sea, join in all voices in all places, singing to the one on the throne, to the lamb, the blessing, the honor, the glory, the strength for age after age after age. The four animals called out, oh yes. The elders fell to their knees and worshiped. So that is where the lion comes from. Well, I was really hoping you were going to say something like 13 in there, but damn it. I mean, I'm reading straight out of the Bible, so I... Tribe of Judah. What it is. The lion from the tribe Judah, the root of David's tree, has conquered. So... That's Judah, not Judas. Yeah, Judas was scary. Judas of Iscariot. He was not Judas of a Judah. They know that Jesus comes from the line of David. And what do they say about seed? It takes root in a womb and grows. I mean, that's the biblical reference to the line. That's that's the biblical reference to. Yeah. No, that's good, though, because that ties into to the whole keeper of secrets and the tribe of Judah and then the lion uh, symbology. So that's great, man. What is, what that. is lamb symbology? Also, wait, actually scratch well, that it's question. Scratch that question. Cause I have, I have another question for y'all uh, bloodline human uh, peoples that, that know things <laughs> about the bloodlines here. Here we go. So what is blood, right? Blood is a viscous substance that is um, vital to existence. These bloodlines, are they, are we actually referencing blood and genetics specifically? Is it any like uh, of the sense of metaphor? Um, you know, are we talking specifically about the physical blood itself or we you know or molecular level like um just a little bit deeper of a you know understanding on that because of their you know the secrets held the secrets of the bloodlines of this that and the fourth you know um yeah yes and no <laughs> yes in that blood in its physical feature as a physical form carries what your dna your dna RNA, yeah your yeah. mrna dna dio- dionucleic Acid. Oh, I knew you were going there. I was going to go the same place. Dio, if you literally translate it from Latin into English, actually means hun. Dio means God. Okay. Nucleic means inside. Acid means fire. So DNA literally translates to the fire of God. Fire of God inside you. Okay. So now if you take RNA, which is ribonucleic acid, and you translate that, that turns out to be. The translator. Ribo means translator. So ribonucleic acid is the translator to the fire inside you. And then you take mRNA. Which is the messenger that goes, that takes the message from the translator to the fire. It's Latin is mille rhino... Nucleic acid is in the middle. It, yes. it goes between it goes between the translator and the fire of God inside you. So your mRNA quite literally brings the message from your soul to the source. Or from the source to your or from the source to your genetic soul. material. Because if that makes any sense, we're all connected with that energy, that source that connects every living thing on the planet and what? the planet itself. 
Isn't there a new thing too, or in politics where they're talking about rhinos? R H I N O it stands for something. R-I-N-O, yep. I N O uh, Republicans in name only. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, that goes back to the Uniparty. But mm-hmm. that that goes the what you're asking about the blood. Yes, we're physically talking about blood, but we're also talking about the bloodline themselves, which is the ancestral form of your blood. So where does your blood come from? Like for instance, uh, one of the things that's not taught anymore, and I, I and I don't know about you two guys personally, but I know for myself, uh, I learned about my family tree from my grandmother. When I met my grandmother, she told me our whole family tree and uh, you don't ask questions. You just say yes, or you get the shit beat out of you with a two by four. And she learned it from her grandmother. It is passed. That's grandma's man. They love to be jazzed. It is passed down from generation to generation to generation. Everybody gets that, you know, that's the way it used to be. Uh, Now you get to go to 23andMe, uh, Ancestry.com, give up your DNA to the Chinese. So now instead of not only you knowing your true family history or your true family roots, now sort of the Chinese and everybody else, and they know everything about you. Hence this vaccine that's now stopping that message that used to transport the message from your RNA to your DNA. So... Uh, that is eliminating the source, if you will, that's eliminating God, that's eliminating all of that. That's why the vaccine, well, one of the reasons the vaccine is horribly bad, even though I got it. Um, Hey, I haven't died yet though. I'm still waiting. It'll come. If it comes, it comes. Although I did have my blood tested just recently and I found out I do not have any, any of the little fucking spike proteins running around my body, which I thought was really interesting because I was under that first dose of the initial vaccine. So I really wonder what I got. Probably just got mm. water. Damn. Probably just got water. They just put the little food coloring in it. That's it. <laughs> there you go, man. There it you go. It smells weird. <laughs> you know, it was like bad pot water from somebody's bong. <laughs> like, here, I'm going to stick this in your arm. Yeah, but I didn't oh. get high. Well, then you'll be enlightened. Well, I hope. <laughs> but I didn't get high. <laughs> I did. <laughs> But uh, what I was going to say before, uh, yeah, to wrap all this back together, and this is the crazy part, right? Because you brought up the whole part about the Germans or you and Lynn. I'm sorry, uh, you guys are, um, you guys were talking about you know the Germans and they got into all of our stuff. They got into our education, and to wrap this right around it, where we began is well, oh shit, that's right. That- think about this. Who taught <laughs> who taught you that? Um, sorry, who was uh, the one that taught you that? What? Who taught you that, you know, the Germans did this, that, and the other thing? Oh, they were oh, Germans. Oh, absolutely. We're right yeah, back to I, where we began. We were talking about flat earth. Who taught you sure. that the flat earth was flat? Yeah, you oh, know, the exactly. Te- teachers did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Who told yeah. you the vaccine's good? Oh, the government the mainstream did. medium. Well, eventually you have to believe something because pretty much everything, you could say everything has been falsified throughout all of history. So what do we really know? Do we really know anything? Is anything really real? I mean, if you start to go down that route, then pretty much life is non-existent anyway. So, I mean, you have to at least leave some information to receive. And if you look into stuff and you find links, and especially if it's, you know, in ancient books or older books that has uh, been, you know, discarded or whatever, and you find, or Dead Sea Scrolls that have been, you know, put away for thousands of years and people haven't seen, and then all of a sudden you're reading it again for the first time. There has to be some, I mean, 
technically that could probably go through a filter too and they could only be showing us what they want us to see of that because I, i've heard before that they found numerous uh old manuscripts that they pretty much the vacuum uh, vatican swallowed up and we'll never see so yeah and I all mean, the shit that's been burned over the years i mean basically you know sam tripoli said yeah. it the other day and and one that was good he said he's like uh, i'm gonna try to do a sam tripoli like there wasn't <laughs> history doesn't even begin uh until the fucking internet begins you know like you can't even trace back anything now but you know like it's so hard to get a hold of books anymore like old books and everything and that basically the only history anybody goes by anymore is what they find on the internet, you know? So, mm -hmm. and that's what I was talking about is like, it, it's not decentralized. I feel like it's completely controlled the internet, Alice you know, yeah. but given the everything. illusion that it is, you know, Alice not. knows everything. Alice does. Alice knows everything. But think about this too. This True is another that. thing. Do you guys know who Alice is? Nope. In Wonderland? <laughs> no, they literally is. But, so I was watching a show yes, the other Alice night. I don't know if you've ever watched the TV show Mysteries of the Unexplained, but I've I found myself watching more and more of it just because I don't like the guy that does it. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. I can't remember his name off the top William of my head. William Shatner? No, no. This is another dude that's on Discovery. He does a, um, a uh, whole thing like Mysteries of the Unexplained. Anyway, he tries to go out and debunk crap or like he went to the mm -hmm. Bermuda Triangle once but uh, one of the things he did he was in Germany and uh, he was talking to this old German dude he just met on the road or something like that he was looking for this one spot where supposedly there was some gold that the Germans buried and all this other crap anyway he's in there this old dude tells him yeah well the, if you remember back to World War II we stole everything uh, our, it wasn't you gotta remember Germany wasn't that rich of a country when world war ii began oh, not really shit. when it began but when they started their uh blitzkrieg across europe and they started just taking country after country i mean you gotta remember they went into france and just raped france we they don't even i haven't heard anybody tell me that yeah that is absolutely the real mona lisa in france matter of fact there's a lot of people that believe it's that not. Is not the real mona lisa they have the fake one presented and they have the real one hidden away somewhere the, yeah. I feel like no, the history of France is they, a lot cooler than we're led to believe. They believe the Germans stole it. When the Germans took over France, they took everything. There, if it wasn't nailed down, the Germans walked off with it. Kind of like we hmm. did when we went into Iraq. It is so. If you think <laughs> bringing it back to that German, bringing it back to that German thought of you know Germany really winning the Second World War. Now think about that. They took everything. They have all the originals of everything. They all those books you were talking about. What do you think they really fucking burned them? No, they didn't burn uh, who, who has it? Did they give it back to the Vatican oh, after they paid no. them a bunch of money for it? Oh, fuck no, they've got it. <laughs> they have, it's, in, it's in Antarctica. It's they in probably have it hidden somewhere. Oh, maybe in Antarctica, huh? I mean, why were they down there? There's no explanation for that that no one has ever been able to present. Hollow Earth. What's the connect? Yeah, what's the connection between Argentina, South America, and Antarctica? Because you know people. Uh, yes, Hollow Earth. Because like that's what people say. They're like, oh well, Hitler, you know, is still alive in Argentina, and he's been seen there. So like a lot of stories between either like a portal, uh, like a, an electromagnetic field or a stargate of sorts that they can enter through there to antarctica or you know tunnels 
Argentina, uh, Argentina that sit on top of uh, ley lines, electrical nodes that lead into hollow earth. That's a theory. Argentina, okay. Brazil, and South uh, uh, the South Pole, Germans. That's what all three of those things have in common. Those <laughs> are the two countries in South America that they were told their playbook to go to when shit got bad, and that's wow. where they went. Yeah. Wow. So there's your two connections, right? They're all, they're all connected. We got their boats down in, in this by the South Pole. We've got we got Argentinian families. There's white Argentinian families that speak perfect German, hint of Bavarian in their accent, mm-hmm. and they speak Portuguese. Brazil, same thing. Mm-hmm. I've, I've met some actually. I, I uh, up in California, you know, a lot of people from Argentina actually would come to work. And I mean, there's just like, we're not told any history about it here. Like you grow up in the States, you're not told any real history uh, about any country besides that they all suck, basically. (laughs) The only history we're told is the background history of the serpent people, basically, the Illuminati bloodlines. That's the history told. We, We get told about England, we get told about Europe, and we get told about you know america and slavery and then we get uh, a little dose of egypt a little dose of rome uh well kind of a big dose of rome actually we, we study like the roman gods a lot but we don't really learn too much about sumeria we don't learn too much about egypt we don't learn too much about the middle east because the middle east is all surrounded by god and they're not allowed to teach that in school fully indoctrinated so, so they don't teach you that much about that so it's mostly caucasian history which is why so many black people are upset yet we wow. don't learn yet we don't learn anything about the vikings nor do we learn anything about norse traditions nor do, which is like very, yeah, very briefly briefly yeah, it's a fart in time. Get that yeah, out exactly. of well, the, 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 the North briefly. people are, are definitely probably, re- I mean, if the bloodlines, you know, exist, I mean, or, or you know, uh, Nephilim at least, you know, uh, North North people are definitely of the uh, of a yeah, different well, for, type of well, North, North, uh, North people actually, they do. They're one of the bloodlines. They were one yeah. of the bloodlines. Yeah, I don't definitely. know which one they were, but I know they are one of the bloodlines. There's certain countries that were definitely bloodlines. Um, they're normally the older ones. Uh, the United States is not an original bloodline. We are a yes. bastardized bloodline by, by from far, Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's there a blood, are bloodbath over here. There are countries out there that, yeah, they're, they are a hundred percent, probably one of the original 13 bloodlines. It, it's crazy to think about just to narrow that down that that's, that's still going on today that we've been dealing with this for as long as we have. Hey y'all, I uh, love I y'all so much. I gotta start. I gotta walk my dog before it gets dark. He's not. He's scared yeah, of the dark. Right. Yeah, I gotta be at work in the morning. So let's close out. So uh, go ahead and tell the people where they can find your podcast at because we we kind of skipped over that last time. Go tell them what what channels you're on or whatnot. Well, we're pretty much on everything, but Apple Podcasts, obviously, you can find us. We're still on Apple. We haven't gotten kicked off yet. Podbean is our home one. Uh, you go Podbean, find us there. Uh, right. We have, uh, and we're on Google, Alexa, Amazon, Audible. Alexa. We're everywhere but Spotify. Yeah. Uh, we also now started posting our episodes on Rumble. Yep. Um, we have a Rumble nice. account now. So the links in, Good job. Our, uh, in, in all our show notes. Um, we'll send it to you so you can add it to your show. So yeah, for have- sure. We have a, both a Telegram news channel and a Telegram chat room. Um, and uh, the chat room is the Patriot Party pod chat. And then uh, the 
news channel is actually Q V Lin Q the plan with um, Mick and B Lin. Yeah, it's the from the Patriot Party, Party podcast. podcast with Mick and B Lin. Yep. And then um, we're also on Alt Media United now. Yep. Or we. Oh, we're, excellent. We're not there right now. We, we will Welcome. be in the next couple of days. So. Yeah. yeah, we're also on Alt Media United with uh, Mark. Yeah. Uh, Mark's a great dude. Love that guy. Let's yeah. do a swap cast maybe sometime if you guys are down, yo. Heck yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're always good for that. Yeah. Uh, we do that all the time. <clears throat> so this is going to be our 13th episode, and it's going to be put out on Friday the 13th. It'll be oh. August. August 13th, which is a Friday. Okay. So 13th like episode that. on the 13th. Wow. Fantastic. Amazing wow, how that works out. There? Hmm? <laughs> well, you know, I am a serpent person, so I got to use the symbolism to my advantage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, Dan I don't know if we is, mentioned Dan, Dan has bloodline. He has like, he's got ancient royal blood. That's that's yeah, exactly, you know, I was just about to say that. Why the fuck do you keep still? Get out of my head, would you please? That side of my brain. Is <laughs> I was about to say, Dan looks strikingly like Percival. Sir Percival. Percival? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, from the, the same table? feature. Oh, yeah, yeah, the same feature. Oh, shit. And he was part of that bloodline. Oh, damn, dude! Yeah, I'm telling man. you, bro. I am. I know. See, I told you. <laughs> it all comes around. I think he I was know, the. We, uh, uh, no, he was the. My uh, sister's even been doing stuff, and night. she she found out that I'm actually related to Portuguese royalty too on my grandmother's side. So I, I got like these royal princesses and royal English people and. Uh, it's got a lot of royalty stuff. Even uh, this one guy, Kenneth McAlpin, is the one that laid the Stone of Destiny at Mount Tara. Mount Tara, yeah. Are and you the Stone related? of Destiny is actually Jacob's pillow from the biblical. Yes, narrative. it is. And so, uh, yeah, because what well, with that? So you ready for this one? Just to keep with the numbers tonight, since we're playing the <laughs> yeah. number game. So there were fourteen knights at the round table. All right. Okay. If you remove King Arthur because he was at, technically a king. You have 13 nights. Yeah. Hey, oh, okay. I'm um, telling you. There's... Yeah. So Mick's, Mick's family, and we, we don't have this last name anymore because his father was adopted, but um, he, he comes from a royal Irish family, and there were... No, we're not royal Irish. We're royal Scottish. Royal Scottish. We're Scottish. kicked out of Scotland. Um, yeah. And Hell yeah. Um, or is that bad? There were... No. No, not at all. Okay. Hell yeah. He's directly descended from the Portumna 13. Correct. I'm a direct descendant of that. The The Portumna 13. They were 13 kids that lived in a one room hut. It's actually pretty famous in Ireland because their seed is spread all over the damn world. Yeah. We had a family reunion. We had 1.5 million of us show up and take over the whole West Coast side of Ireland. The fuck? And that was was only like, that was only like, that was was only half of us. (laughs) No, literally, that was only like 16 branches worth of the family. That wasn't even the, the the whole family tree. We had it up at our last family reunion and we had it, it took up a whole wall in like one of those big, like, uh, those big halls, you know, down at like meeting room, like a banquet room, took up the whole wall, went from edge to edge with all the family. I have have no idea how to get a hold of any of my family or history information because of like my just fucking strange 
uh, family history. background. Well, don't go to ancestry.com yeah. or yeah, don't do that because you're giving your DNA to China. And I've never, yeah, they I've already never, have it anyway. Don't worry. I've never had an inkling to do that. But That's I'm wondering. Good. I'm like, if families are this big like that, I'm like, yo, like maybe I do belong no, actually, somewhere. Actually, we have um, <laughs> we have maybe I bet. <laughs> We have a guy that we actually call his technical name and all his emails whenever you get it. He is the keeper of the tree. And he uh, lives in Australia now because he was kicked out of Ireland a long time ago. And he keeps the whole family tree. He has all the original documents. Everything is the original bits of our family. He has all the birth. Like if you have a child, you have to photocopy your birth certificate and send it that birth certificate, send it to him. So that way he can update the records in the tree. This is what I'm talking about. This is what is not passed down anymore because families don't do that. I I know. I have no idea why going back to flat earth, going back to flat earth, talk to your Australian friend and ask him if he sees different stars in the sky. Well, I've been there. I, I, oh, there yeah, you go. I, yeah, I have. I have seen. So, oh, and by the way, the water in Australia does go backwards in the toilet. Dimension. Yeah. So when you drop a deuce in the toilet, it goes the opposite way of what it does here in the States. All right. You want, you want to wrap because up? Because it's upside down. Blood, bloodlines, family, and Templar all in one. And turds. Go for it. Yeah. Um, and the f- backwards huh? turds. Pull out the miracle medal. Oh yeah. So yeah, my, they can't see that. Though. I know they can't. My grandfather I can gave see it. this miracle medal to my husband right when we got married, and it's traditionally passed down. Oh yeah, um, it's gonna break it up. In my family, it's been passed down for seventeen generations. The oh number, wow. The number seventeen nice. is also very um, cute. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> and it has. Uh, it's it's got Mary well, on one side. Well, it's 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 a miracle medal. So it's got Mary and um, it had it had writing. It doesn't anymore. It's we had it. Uh, I actually took it because when he when she when he gave it to me, I went and looked at the back of it because it's got the weirdest marking I've ever seen. Normally, the miracle medal has a cross, and then underneath it, it has a heart, and then it's uh, surrounded by thirteen stars. Well, this Whoa. one has three crosses, two hearts. One looks like a queen, one looks like a king, and then it has 13 stars around it. And I was like, man, I haven't seen anything like that ever. And I'm, I've been a Catholic my whole entire life. So I took it down to a local hmm. historian. They chipped a little bit of the rust off, had the rust carbon dated. Uh, all they can tell me is that the metal dates all the way back to uh, the Dark Ages. That's all they can what tell the me about fire? it. Yeah. So I have no, we have really no idea how old it is. We just know that it dates that far back and carbon dating is not really all that great to act or accurate, but when it comes to metal as compared to other uh, living stuff, it's actually a little bit more accurate. So I kind of believe him, but the, the thing that's the weird part is the emblem on the back. I showed it to a priest and then he went and looked it up and he pulled out something from, uh, it was talking about the middle mid it was the medieval ages that he showed me. It was from the dark times in England, but he showed me an emblem and it was, uh, an old Templar emblem and actually has, cause it has three crosses. Uh, two of them are kind of cockeyed to the side. You, I know you can't see it, but it's two of them are cockeyed to the side. It's got the two hearts, the same thing. One was male, one was female. And, uh, that's what kind of started me on my 
quest, my grail quest, if you will, because I was like, there's no effing way that that's what that is. And, uh, yeah, they showed it, the pre showed it to me. And I was like, ever since that day, I've been hooked. I was like, Oh, that's it. I found my new, new hobby. I'm going to sit here and just read <laughs> everything I can about the grail. So he, this, this Templar miracle metal has been passed down. Oh, it's been around forever. It's through my family for. It's rusty as all shit. Right. He's got to go walk his dog before that little thing tears off his feet. So. <laughs> Sounds like a horrible yeah. an- ankle butter. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate coming on tonight. Yeah, hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it, too. That was great. That was, there was a lot of good information in there. All right, y'all. Yeah, Peace. Thank you. Thank you.